like it's a good opportunity to like meditate on how much you need that thing in your life and try to be intentional about like bringing it into your life starting with like I don't know putting a crystal up your vagina which I've never done but I know people do I have Oh, oh, remember that girl gave me the crystal dildo on oh, our show? I had to try it. Right. Yes. You fucked yourself with a crystal? Yeah. What did it do? Can I tell you something? Here's my feelings about it. I'm just going to, I'm going to be real honest. It was too cold and too hard. <laughs> And I'm starting the podcast right now. It is the fucking thing that always gets me, which is just that entitlement that people have. Yes. I can't with entitlement, man. Be gracious. Be happy to be there. Be, be, we're all so lucky to work in this business and like fucking let it go, man. No one is entitled to anything. I am not entitled to anything that I have like managed to fucking whip up in this career. Right. I don't, I've never felt that way and I will never feel that way. And I'm always eternally grateful when it shows up in whatever ways it shows up. And sometimes it does not. And I'm like, that's a fucking bummer. Okay. Right. I think I think you've nailed it and I don't know where that comes from. I'm not sure if it's like an insecurity thing. I don't know. We'd have to ask a professional uh a psychology professional where that sense of entitlement comes from. Whiteness? Uh that's possible. That's possible. But um yeah, wealth. I don't <laughs> I'm going to I'm just going to name some. Whiteness, wealth, um, a feeling as though you've done it all and paid yeah. your dues and it's your turn, you know? Yeah. Um, without the realization that like you are n- a narcissism. It's like a narcissism because it's because it's lacking the realization that you're not the only person who has done it all. Yeah. Who's been waiting there. Who's been yes. waiting for your turn or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And you think that it's like you're singularly, exceptionally due for whatever it might be. Yeah. And, that, and then sometimes the things that people are being entitled about, I'm like, that's a pretty fucking dumb thing to try to throw your weight around about, you know? I'm just like, if you're going to be entitled, like, go big or go home at least. At least try to get something important. Like, what would that be to you if you're going to be entitled and you want to, and you're like, go big or go home? What would that be? What would that look like? Just explain a little bit to um, me. I'm just trying to... I don't know because I don't think that I'm a particularly entitled person. And like, even when I feel it starting to creep in where I'm sort of like, you know, maybe like... <laughs> If you want me to do something and I'm doing you a favor, like maybe you could offer to like send a car for me or something. Like Mm -hmm. I always, you know, I always feel weird even when I start to expect things like that. So, but I'm just like, you know, when people are like, just want free stuff or they want to be like coddled or treated to like first class, top of the line treatment or to like, you know, 
come on a TV show or something whenever, mm-hmm. like, not realizing that there are schedules in place already and that you can't ask, like, a couple weeks before and expect everyone to, like, drop someone that had already asked in advance. I don't know. I don't know. Is this interesting to people at home? I'm sure you all experience entitlement uh, in many, many ways. And uh, it's it's not it's not a great look. But, you know, I'm always looking to, like, have empathy for someone. So I'm like, is there a reason behind the entitlement that I could be empathy, sympathy, that I could be sympathetic toward? Like, I'm did trying something- to be sympathetic towards I everyone always, but I also just like in this moment and time, I'm like bigger fish to fry. That's true. Yeah. You know, like there's so much happening in the world. And it doesn't mean, again, we know we return to a bitch contains multitudes. Like we can care about our, it's okay to care about your careers, your love lives, your partnerships, your children, the things that are like immediately impacting you. Like maybe like, honestly, maybe like, you know, whatever your, your workout changing the schedule. So then now you can't, now you're missing your favorite teacher, whatever it is. Like you can feel like bummed about that and also hold space for like the uprising in Iran and the women like in this country who are like battling so hard for autonomy and well, really like what's happening worldwide. I mean, in so many places and so many ways. Right. Right. And like, and these, you know, and politically like what's happening in our country and the election coming up. It's just that I do think we can't, hold all the things on the same level. And so I just feel like I see people doing that yeah. or, or it seems like they're doing that. And I'm like, I know it's hard for all of us. It's hard for me to like stay in the shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like in the, in the fucking shit of what this time is and what it's, it's requiring of, me personally, I'm only going to talk about me right. because I don't think that like if I just turn it off and I'm like, well, I can't send those emails. I can't show up for the benefit. I can't like do the, you know, I can't post these things on Instagram. I can't like draw attention to these things. Like that's not going to help anything. Like that's not going to help me. And even though it feels like at times I'm like overwhelmed I get overwhelmed emotionally by like sort of the enormity of what is happening in the world right now. And it feels like we are all collectively Denzel Washington in a movie where the government is against us and we're like watching it and like seeing it happen. And we know it's like crazy making. Yeah. Did he ever do a movie where the government was against him? Because I've said that a couple, I've used that as a, as a phrase a couple times in my life. And it just occurred to me, I don't know what movie I'm referencing. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like he has done some action-y movies where it seems like some some big entity is against him. I don't know necessarily the government, but I Do feel you remember like, the one where it was like there was like an explosion on a ferry? Oh, yes. It involved time travel, perhaps. Oh my god! And Which the is government? Like, I don't 
know specifically what movie that is. I tend to watch his more like artsy. He ha- listen, Denzel Washington has so many movies. I tend to watch the more artsy ones that get nominated for like Writers Guild Deja Awards. Deja vu. Deja vu. Okay. A team of top secret program. What? The team of top secret program. That's how this starts on the wow. description. Okay. okay. Brings ATF agent Doug Carlin into its midst to capture the terrorist Jim Caviziel, responsible for a ferry bombing that left hundreds dead. It's amazing technology. Let's the team fold time four days backward and see the madman's movements as he plots to kill a woman who could give him away. Doug realizes that the technology could allow him to do what law enforcement officers dream of, go back in time to prevent the crime. But then there's some other level to it where I think then he finds out it's like the whole government is against him. I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive. I really like that movie. (laughs) I, the only actiony one I think I've ever seen is the taking of Pelham one, two, three. Oh, so good. So good. Um, But I'm looking at his, he has so many movies about things that go wrong with air travel. So many movies about like being heroic here on earth. So many movies about being like a pillar of the community in some way or another. Um, And of course, The Pelican Brief, which... Well, you know my favorite movie of all time. You love The Pelican Brief so much. Um, Love Denzel Washington. Don't love whatever happened to his pinky. Um, If he ever comes on the podcast, that's what we're talking about for the whole hour. Well, he obviously broke it and it never got fixed. And then in order to make it straight again, he would have to like get it broken again. Who wants to do that? Right. And no one wants to do that. But You don't want to subject yourself to a breaking of a pinky again? Whenever you see like a photo of Denzel Washington on the red carpet and like Mm. so handsome, beautiful smile, Mm. impeccably styled, and then just like um, a surprise scary busted pinky. It's crazy. Whatever happened must have been very painful. This is all I know. Yeah, but it's probably not painful anymore, even though it looks no, painful. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it hurts like when the when the weather's bad. Who knows? Well, like for instance, I just feel have I just am not feeling good. No, what's wrong? Yeah, I don't know what's going. On. Well, it's the weather here's been like an actual it went it went from being like I was like in a New York rom-com like perfect weather, perfect fall, autumn, yeah. fall vibes, like cu- the cutest outfits. Cause I was just like so cute and fall and it was like beautiful. And then that like weather front from the hurricane made its way up and yeah. it's just been nothing but freezing torrential rain and like miserable yeah. for days now. And, uh, like my knee hurts when it rains because I have that pin in it and it's like just not great for me. And then now my sinuses are not feeling good and my head is like hurting. Like I, I like had like a migraine last night and I had to go to this event um, that was like a fundraiser gala thing for a really great organization here that 
Well, it's actually all over the country, but the one I was, the fundraiser was specifically for the chapter in New York. Yeah. Um, called NAMI. And it's like a mental health organization that provides free mental health support groups and support and help and like whatever people need, they, you know, figure it out. And uh, so obviously I was not missing it, but I did not feel like my head hurt. And it wasn't, it's not like, it's not like I'm getting sick. It's not like COVID. It's literally like weather pressure system, my stupid sinuses, my dumb knee. Yeah. I just felt bad. Uh. Also, like, yeah, it was just, I'm just exhausted. I'm really run down too because Mark was gone for like four or five days. Yeah. And so I was just with the kids and that was fine. I mean, I have babysitters and stuff too, but, um, but it was just like a lot, you know? Yeah. I know. It's it, I lot. remember what that feels like to be like alone with my kids when. And then you, husband, and you have like work stuff and you have like yeah. other obligations and like, yeah. yeah. My husband used to do, when he was in grad school, it was a low residency program. So like a couple times a year, he would have to go away for 10 days or something. And it was, it was a lot. It was a lot to be, just to know that you're like fully responsible and you don't have anyone to like roll your eyes at even, you know, like it's just you, you're just the one. Yeah. And like, I was seeing my friends, Colin and Sam, and I had had this plan for a long time to see them on Saturday night and to go to the Killers show with them at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Beyond that, I mean, just to be totally honest, I was never a huge fan of, and I know people love that band, but I like their songs that I know, and I think they're super fun, you know? Yeah. And I was excited to see my friends because I haven't seen them in, you know, I don't live in the same city. We don't live in the same city anymore. Um, But then, like, Birdie was hanging with some friends, some older friends, and they decided they wanted to go see Muna, that band Muna, who I love too. Okay play at Irving Plaza and Mark texted me like would that be okay and I was like yeah sure so there's a babysitter with Cricket Birdie was going to Irving Plaza to see Muna an all ages show and it she was with her friend and her friend's older sister who's like 16-ish and so I just texted the older like sister and was like but you guys have to Uber Birdie back to the house and then you guys can go catch your train because right. they don't live in the city, you know? Okay. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at some point, like, during the show, I, like, just felt my phone vi- – I had my phone on, you know, and I felt my phone vibrate. And I looked at it and I was like, I'll be right back. And I, like, ran out and it was Birdie. And she's like, they have to leave right now. Their train is – they're late for their – I'm at Irving Plaza. What am I supposed to do? And I was like, okay, I'll be there in seven minutes. Right. And I literally just, like – I didn't even go back in and say goodbye to my friends. I just split. I was so rude. <laughs> Did you text them at least? Yeah. So they didn't think that you were, like, abducted. Yeah, or, like, dead in the bathroom. Yeah, like, I've seen people slip and pee in the bathroom. I mean, or, like... go down. What if I was, like, what if I, like, was wildly puking? What if I had gotten so drunk that I was puking? (laughs) Just anything could have happened. It's not... 
when you're like kid, when you're when you're alone with your kids, I personally, I can I'm, I need to continue using my I statements. When I'm alone with my kids, I don't get real tipsy or stoned because you can't. You, it's just not. You just can't. You just yeah, can't. You, gotta, you just can't. You gotta have you gotta your be, wits about you. You gotta have your wits about you. You gotta like be able to wake up at three in the morning if somebody's sick or whatever. Anyway, right. so. I've really become a New Yorker, Casey. I gotta tell you something. <laughs> no, can I tell you what? why? Yeah, tell me. We're really using the subway. Really? Yeah, like a lot. Wow. It's just the that fastest is. way to get yeah. places. And yeah. like, I'll look on my little thing and it says, I like that feature on Google Maps where it'll tell me like how fast it'll take to drive, how fast it'll take to walk and how fast the transit uh-huh. is. And like what the fastest transit is. I haven't gotten yeah. on the bus yet, but I really... I love the bus. That people was love my the bus. Yeah. Like if you have enough time and, you know, you're you're not in a rush, I just always felt like the bus was the best for me. But... I know a lot of people are on board with the bus, but I, I don't know her yet. But I will probably. <laughs> I mean, I probably will. But I just like... So I just booked it over to Irving Plaza got the kid, got in a cab. And then Birdie was like so mean to me and was like, are you drunk? You're drunk. You can't, you're not even like capable of parenting. Dad can't even leave town because you're drunk. And I was like, you know what, bitch? I just was, I, by the way, wouldn't have been drunk by the time I got home. Right, right. When I was planning on being home at 11 p.m. It is 9 35 or whatever, 10, 15, whatever it was. I was like, I literally just had a tequila and soda. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, yeah, I'm a little fucking tipsy, dude. You got to chill. If you're going to make me come across town to get you at some concert that you weren't even going to when I left the house. Right. Then you have to be chill that your mom shows up a little drunk. Because I was pacing myself. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I knew yeah. that like, you were, you I was had out a plan. with my friends. I yes. had a fucking plan. We yeah. went to dinner. I had a drink. We got to the show. I had another drink. Birdie called. I had to fucking take off. Right. Right. I may have also hit my vape pen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't one, know. One time my parents um, had to come home from a wedding in the middle of a wedding because I got bit by a dog and they had to take me to the emergency room. Oh God. And, uh, they were, my dad was in a tuxedo. My mom was in a gown. I'm sure they'd had a few drinks. And, uh, all I remember from it is that I was hysterical. I got bit in the face by a dog. Ah! The ER doctor made a sterile field, like with those drapes over my face and then he um, he was like, okay, I have to give you a little shot of anesthetic. And I was hysterical about that. And he gave me a shot of anesthetic. And I think it like squirted out through the cut. And my dad, not thinking, uh, dabbed at like what squirted on my face and like ruined the sterile field because he had. So they had to do everything over again. And uh, yeah, so it could have been worse. It could have been. You know, you could have ruined uh, a hospital visit for for Bird. You're just taking her taking her home in an Uber. 
Yeah. A cab. A cab. A cab. I'm also, see, I'm also on board with yellow cabs now. Yeah, sure. They're great. I'm not even really. But I do think a little bit with yellow cabs, you kind of have to know your way around the city. You know what I mean? Because you have to be able to say like just corners. Yeah. <laughs> like yes. just two streets, like intersections. Yeah. yeah. And this then if they're like. Between this and this. Yeah. And yeah. then they're like, but wait, where? And then you're like, you know where? Uh, it, uh, you know, right. like. So it is a little bit. I do feel like I'm getting my footing. Yeah, because Uber or Lyft is very GPS-based and cab doesn't use GPS. You have to say, I'm on 7th Avenue between 11th and 12th Street. Right, right. And yeah, and then they'll take you there. So Interesting. So you're just feeling sort of blah. Did Bird at least say thank you for getting picked up? Casey. (laughs) Submit a thank you bill to Birdie. Let me tell you what Birdie did do, though, which is, I mean, this is like a move in the right direction. Yeah. I am still not having them do their own laundry. Yeah. That's kind of more about me, though, too, to be honest. Because you want it done a certain way. Yeah. And there's just a lot of shit down there in the laundry room that's like, I I have a system. I know what's happening. Mm -hmm. I folded it. I put it in the hamper. I put it at the bottom of the stairs that go up to Birdie's bedroom and I was like you are to put your laundry away ma'am you know where everything I labeled the drawers you know where things go everything that's on that needs to be on a hanger is on a hanger right here on the top of the basket you're taking it up and putting it away and they did great I was impressed I was that is impressive that's impressive because that's the age where I feel like that's the thing that even if a kid is doing their own laundry, the putting away never gets done. So that's that's great. That's good. But so you're not feeling your best. I'm not feeling my best. I, then And then on Sunday night, it was just like also bad timing to be without Mark around with the kids because, you know, Sarah and Renee and Paula and I have literally never been able to schedule like a night together right because we all have just so much shit all the time yeah and to be honest this was the night that like didn't really work for me but I just felt like I had to power through and yeah you had to go yeah because because it's hard to coordinate for people but the truth is the whole plan was like to go to dinner and then to go to Lizzo at Madison Square Garden on Sunday night. I'm not going to cry. And I couldn't go to I couldn't go to the show and I was so sad about it. Because Aww. I love Lizzo so much. Right? And obviously, but it was like it's a school night. It's hard to get the kids up on Mondays anyway. It's like so I had to bow out of the Lizzo portion of the evening. And that was like a real, I was really bummed about it. I know. And I, I, know. Saw the, I saw their Renee's Instagram from the show and you weren't in it. And I wondered if you had been planning to go or if you just couldn't go or what. I was like, there was in the beginning of the plan, I was like, I'm just going to fucking do it. Yeah. <sighs> But then I realized it's not even like 
I don't, we don't even, you know, the, our babysitters are great. I love the girls that we have that babysit for us, but they're not nannies. It's not right. that, that ship has sailed. They're, uh, my kids aren't, you know, guys listening who have older kids, they're not little kids anymore. Right. And it's a school night and like, it just, I hadn't been sleeping well anyway, because also since like Mark was gone, Cricket was like sleeping in my bed and was like sleeping. That's not sleeping in my bed is not the right term. She was sleeping on top of me. Right. <laughs> oh, like, my goodness. So between like Gina and Cricket and like I just wasn't sleeping well. So I was I was really tired and I just knew that that like 645 wake up call Monday morning was going to like come fast. Right. And I just had to make, I just made the responsible call. Ugh, being responsible is the worst. But I actually really was like so annoyed by it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels kind of good to be responsible, but it's also like when you're missing something, like it's just hard. I feel like I was responsible a lot this like during my past travels and, but I wasn't like missing Lizzo or something. It's easy to like just skip drinks with people, you know? I don't know. It's not easy for me ever (laughs) (laughs) if we're being honest, but like, I just, yeah, I, it was a bummer to me. I was, I was very bummed about it and like remain so bummed. Yeah, of course. No wonder you don't feel good. You miss Lizzo. That would give I mean, anyone a, a sinus headache. Casey, I know. Aww. Did she do LA yet? When is she doing LA? I don't know. I've been, she must be I doing feel like forum. I've been on another planet for the longest time because I just got home yesterday afternoon from, from Minnesota. Your whole thing. From my whole thing, like starting with our show in Toronto. Which is so uh, fun, yeah. Which was so fun. And thank you to everyone who listened to it and sent us amazing feedback. I hope you all uh, get a chance to listen to it because we had such a fun time. But then I went straight from there to Minneapolis where I just had like one day where I hang, hung out with my friend Emily, which I think I talk, talked about last week. We went to Paisley Park. But then I went to this thing that I do every year, and I've talked about on the podcast, the Catalyst mm-hmm. Content Festival, which is in Duluth, Minnesota. So I drove up from Minneapolis to Duluth. Um Already had a weird start. I wasn't in a rush, but I had, from when my car was all broken down, mm-hmm. I had checked the box on my ways to um, to not take any highways. So I, t- I used ways to get from Minneapolis to Duluth and uh, still had the don't go on any highways oh, thing. Oh, no. And I didn't realize, it didn't add a tremendous amount of time to the trip, but I literally, it was all back roads all the way up to Duluth and I was literally the only car on the road that I ever saw. It was actually like a really pleasant and lovely drive. I got to Duluth. I was like at this festival, I never eat enough because you're always running around. And sure, sure. so I went to this place, the Duluth Grill, which has, it's worth going to Duluth just to like peek at Lake Superior for one second and eat a meal at the Duluth Grill. It's so fucking good. And this meal did not disappoint. Then I drove on into the festival where uh, 
I, this year, I like talked about podcasting and I also did virtual Q and A's with David Letterman and Tina Fey, which um, they both said yes to, which was so amazing. Dave was first. He was one of the first days that I was there, mm-hmm. and there was like a little technical difficulties. And I felt bad that the technical difficulties happened with Dave because I think he's just generally more anxious than Tina would be. Interesting. Um, uh huh. So it took like three minutes to iron it out while uh-huh. he was sitting there, and you could hear him, but he couldn't hear me. Oh no! And uh, so, but he was great. He was great. Okay. But. I do think it made him like a little anxious and a little like, what did she ask me to do? What am I doing? Um, but it was great. And he just uh, spoke like from the heart and was really personable. And uh, a young girl who I said was, I thought she was nine, but she was 11. She made sure to correct me after because I would have done the same thing when I was 11. Um, asked him what his favorite reptile was and he answered very sincerely which was adorable it was good it was a good chat it was dave and his longtime producer walter kim Mm -hmm. and then the next day uh we did one with tina and she was incredible she was just really really real and funny and we had the time of our life uh, talking. I had the time of my life. I can't say Tina had the time of her life. She's probably had better times. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. She's, she's Tina Fey. But, um, but just a really, really, really great talk. I was so grateful that they said yes. But the real adventure, uh, what really made it feel like you were with me in Duluth, the real adventure is that, um, into the week, I was on a shuttle, you know, like a little shuttle van taking Mm -hmm, me because it's mm -hmm. like a real long walk up and down Superior Street to get Mm -hmm. to all the different festival events. And I was being shuttled with some like staffers from the festival and uh, we got dropped off and... Biz, I don't know what happened, but like I just face planted on (laughs) Superior Street in Duluth. But... I must have had you with me because, like, I must have done that thing that you said where you You are just able— You go with it. Just go with it. And, like, it was a really dramatic fault. Like, I fell from, like, inside the van onto the sidewalk. So it was, like— shit. From a height. And I was so embarrassed because I just, like, that's so embarrassing. And— I really thought that I was going to, like, bang my face or break my teeth because that's how, like, much I fell. Right. But I didn't. I didn't. And everybody was like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm just embarrassed. But, like, my clothes weren't ripped. I didn't, like, break a finger or anything. Like, no immediate injuries apparent, you know? So I was like, I actually think I didn't hurt myself. I, like, made one teeny chip in my Olive and June nail polish. That was it. That was it. A teeny chip. Um, and so I, have I was to say, like, I'm like truly always astonished at your ability to keep that, those <laughs> manicures on. It's really like, I, I do the work. I I do the prep work, I think is the thing. That's why my manicures last so long. Even falling down on a granite sidewalk in, uh, in the extreme North of the United States. Anyway, but this leads me to a little story, which is that, um, so the festival, uh, is great. There's lots of industry professionals there. I met in person for the first time Andrew Secunda, who is the creator of a show that you were the lead in way back. Do you want to say? Yeah. Um, yeah. Love Inc. Love Inc. Yeah. So 
I followed him on social media for years, and it must be because of you. And so when we realized, oh my gosh, we have busy in common, we like took a selfie and texted it to you. Yeah. And then, um, and, and so it was so nice to meet him because he's like legitimately a very, very nice guy. He's a writer yeah, on he's the, great. he's a writer on the Goldbergs, the show, the Goldbergs right now. Um, but so anyway, I think he's like pretty, he's like, doesn't he like run it now? Oh, maybe he's too modest to say if he was like a big, a big deal. I think he's he, a big deal. He just referred to himself as a writer on the Goldbergs. But anyway, he wasn't there when I fell down. This was like relatively <laughs> uh, secluded in private. But you see, I can't. At the end of the um, at the end of the festival, there's like a big award ceremony for all of the like y- the people, the creators that have you know they give out best comedy and best script and best mm-hmm. podcast and best drama, best actor, best um, actress, all that stuff. Yeah. So okay, so on. That day that the um that the award ceremony was was like the day after I fell down and seemingly didn't hurt myself. Right. But a bunch of us went to dinner, including like the two women that I fell down in front of. And this like really uh really nice guy who's at the festival every year. And he's like, I always thought he was pretty straight laced or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he's he's very fancy and handsome and just I I really like this guy. He's also like a TV exec. He got out a chocolate bar and was offering people pieces of a chocolate bar. And I was like, oh, oh no, God. thanks. And then one of the girls said, actually, maybe you should take it because you have to fly tomorrow. And like, what if you just start to get sore from that fall? And I was like, oh, it's an edible. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, OK, then I mean, I guess maybe I will have some. So he gave me like a little half of like a wafer. I took it. There was some time before the award ceremony to go back to the hotel and like freshen up. I can't. I go back to the hotel. My shower's not working, um, which is like a whole other story. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to lay down and like close my eyes for a few minutes and then get up and like do my best to like take Uh a sink bath and go to this award ceremony. So I lay down, I close my eyes, I sleep for a really long time. And then I get up and I'm like, oh shit, I have to get the shuttle to the really far away award ceremony. I had a car. I didn't think it was like a good idea for me to drive. So I rush downstairs and I don't see any shuttle. I don't see any like throngs of people going to this, but I do see Andrew and the guy that he was at the festival with. And mm-hmm. they were like, hey, are you going to the awards? And I was like, yeah, I was coming down to get the shuttle, but I guess I missed the shuttle. And um, they were like, oh, it's okay. We're going to take our car. Why don't you just come in our car? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. So I get in their car and they're like, you know, kind of teasing me, like, why did you miss the shuttle? And I was like, TBH, I took an edible and like fell asleep and uh, didn't like really get, I just had like street clothes. I didn't like, it's a gala, like everybody was in gowns and I just had on like what I wore that day. Um, So they're like, oh, that's funny. And then we get into a talk and like one guy doesn't like edibles. And I was like, yeah, I don't like edibles right now at this moment either because they made me miss that (laughs) shuttle. So anyway, we get to the gala and they start giving out awards. And then like three awards in, the director of the festival, Philip Gilpin, is like, "Um, this is an award we don't give out every year. It's for like career achievement and someone that's done a lot for the festival over the years, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like so this year's like career achievement award goes to Casey St. Ange and I'm like oh my, god. oh my god so I'm like but I'm just like in another world you know 
So I was like still edible, still in full effect. So I go up in my like little street outfit with my little beret on and I'm like, oh my God, I feel so stupid. I don't even know what I was saying. But then I feel like my pocket vibrating um, like while, you know, my phone is Mm -hmm. vibrating in my pocket. And when I get down from like getting my award, which is so nice and I was so grateful, but I don't even know what I said up there. uh, I look and it's a text from Andrew and he made a video during my speech whispering, I'm the only one here who knows you're on an edible Oh my God, that's amazing. It made me laugh so hard and I'm still laughing so hard at it. And that um, is so so fucking funny. (laughs) For everyone at the festival that I owed a thanks to, it was just really nice. It was so nice to get an award, but I kind of wish that, um, yeah, that I remembered more. I, I mean, I don't not remember it, but I just also know that I probably, I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. I mean, I'm sure you were fine. It's you fine. You hold it together. It's fine. And like, listen, I didn't take an edible before talking to Tina or Dave. So those were like, you know, the most the most critical things that I did there, I think. But anyway, yeah, I took an edible because I didn't know that I was even nominated for an award. And then, of course, I was like, they probably just gave me this award because I like fell down in the street. Like they probably felt bad for me. No, that's not true. But anyway, um, it was very nice. And now I have it up on my shelf. And it's, you know, it's like a handcrafted, blown glass, artisanal award. Very beautiful. I love that. I love that. Congratulations. Thank you. It was so nice. But um, yeah, if anyone was wondering, I was wondering if I was the highest person there. I feel like it was a lot of young people, so it's possible not. And it's also possible that like me admitting that I got high before the gala um that this will be the last year that I'm invited back we'll see oh I don't think so no I don't think edibles are legal in Minnesota so oh really I don't think so I think uh that one was imported but anyway we'll see we'll see what happens but it was a it was a really fun time and um yeah, Jason Alexander also did a virtual Q&A with uh, this woman, Nikki, who works for the festival and is really cool. And I hope that you will do it next year. I would love to do it next year. <laughs> I really it was, would. It was great. It was super fun. And now we know how to do it. Now we know how to put someone on Zoom over an entire like auditorium screen, everything. It's not easy. I have it wasn't to say. Easy. It I wasn't have to easy. say. Yeah. This really smart woman, Britta, figured it all out. Um, well, Britta, thank God <laughs> for you. Thank God. Thank God you were there, Britta. Um, well, that's good. It looked like you had a really kind of g- great but like exhausting. It was whirlwindy time. I will say that the most thing that people talked to me about this year were my outfits. And uh, I know that sounds like this sounds like I'm on social media being like a lot of people have been asking about my skincare routine. And oh my so, God, but, shut it truly, up. <laughs> <laughs> but it truly was a lot of people asked about the outfits. And so I sort of maybe I'll put it on the sub stack. I was explaining like how when I pack, I try to make like a little capsule wardrobe where everything works together and you maybe don't have to bring so many things. No, that's the best way to pack. Like that is 100% what you're supposed to do. But yes, it's not easy. 
It's not easy, but I think I have a relatively easy way. So maybe I'll do like a little Substack post about it, like explaining if people are interested, uh, how you can pack making like a little capsule wardrobe and then it's like lower stress on you. Um, well, I think that's a really good thing to know how to do. <laughs> I'm so tired, Casey. Oh, poor busy. I know. It's not great. I'm really like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Well, you're tired. I know. That's just it. I was up all night last night because I was having like a back spasm. I was up all night last night too because I was having a weird back. I literally got out my like cheapo massager thing from CVS that like... (laughs) like rolls around you know it's like yeah yeah and I was like using it in the middle of the night and Gina was just like looking at me like what the fuck are you doing lady oh my god back and my neck was like killing me I used the Theragun and I had it like I jammed it between the back of the sofa and my back and then just fell asleep with it like Theragunning me in the spot that was hurting I'm gonna go get a massage in a little bit Oh, that sounds good. That'll be good. I decided that I needed to do it. Yeah. I was like, at first I was like, maybe I can't do the podcast today is what I felt like this morning. <gasps> I know. I really was like, I'm oh my really God. Wow. not. Like, I'm really tired and feeling just so like, bleh. Um Well, I appreciate I, you doing it. Yeah. I'm sure I realized, everybody listening appreciates. I realized I could do it. <laughs> but... but. I was going to get a massage after. Yeah. Listen, we're all trying to do all the things. And uh, I would just say that when it comes to saving the planet, you can't be neutral. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're still banking in a standard bank, uh, they're lending your deposits out to fund oil and coal. What? That's true. Totally nuts and a part of saving money that you didn't know about. I mean, I didn't know about. Yeah, weren't even thinking about it until someone pointed it out. And now I know. So you got to get aspiration. Um, It's a climate-friendly alternative to big banks. You can get an account and a debit card to help your wallet, but also the planet. I'm obsessed with aspiration because obviously my friend... Andre is one of the founders of it, started it, and he's the smartest person I've ever met in my life. Right. You know? Yeah. It's it's really great. Moving $1,000 to an Aspiration Plus account has the same impact as driving 6,000 miles less. Come on. Than, than you're currently driving. Plus, you can earn up to 71 times as much interest than at your old bank. That's always a huge thing for me because... Interest is a pretty big deal, but sometimes interest rates are so very low that they don't accrue much. So That's when you, right. When you find something that actually collects interest, that's pretty interesting. And this is like, by the way, the whole plan of what this company was. They wanted to help people align their money with their values and they've been planting trees every time you swipe your debit card. They've planted over 100 million trees. That's And incredible. they're on their way to funding the planting of 1 billion trees by 2030. So, guys, 
it's my friend's company. We're thrilled that they've jumped on board to support us because we want to support them and all the incredible stuff they do. And you don't have to take our word for it. Forbes, NerdWallet, The Penny Hoarder, all recommend Aspiration for the eco-conscious. It's it's a good deal. Of, it's a good deal. There's no credit check. There are no overdraft fees. And with Aspiration, you just pay what you think is fair, even if that's zero, because money shouldn't stand in the way of you doing the right thing. And this is a really easy thing to do. Help save the planet with your Aspiration debit card. Open your account at aspiration.com slash best debit today. Make your dollars make a difference. Open an Aspiration account at aspiration.com slash best debit and move your money out of fossil fuels. Aspiration.com slash best debit. B-E-S-T-D-E-B-I-T. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, you guys, people always say it's about the journey, not the destination. They're right. <laughs> and you know what the best thing is? When your journey is like effortless and easy because base luggage and bags are with you and you're like, this is very chill. I have packed everything I need. I look very stylish rolling through the airport. My bag is just like on my little carry-on. And it can be hard to fit everything. I'm a terrible overpacker. Yeah. But base really has thought of everything and there's room for everything. It's crazy. That weekender bag fits so much. It's like it's Mary Poppins in there. Truly. You can just keep pulling um, giant umbrellas out, <laughs> big puffy coats. I just packed for 10 days using just the rolling carry-on and the weekender bag. And uh, I had room for three pairs of shoes, six pairs of pants, two sweaters, four you already blouses. Said people were really commenting on your outfits. Yeah, so they were commenting. You were, like, you were really doing it. You were bringing it. Yes, busy. I brought two purses. I brought a change of purses for ten yes, days. That's wild. That's wild. That's wild. Plus all of my many lotions and potions and creams and a blow dryer because I don't trust the hotel blow dryers. So. Never trust. Never trust the hotel blow dryer. Let's be real. Um, Base has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. It was created by an actress, Shay Mitchell, to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories. Because you know what? You know who knows about traveling a lot? Actresses. That's right. They know and how to do it. And she wants you to do it and still look fashionable. And we do with our base luggage. Thank you, Shay. Um, honestly, guys, you got to look at look at this stuff and ba- Base is offering you, our listeners, 15% off your first purchase when you visit basetravel.com slash best. So you spell it B-E-I-S travel, T-R-A-V-E-L.com slash best. Go to basetravel.com slash best for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash best. There oh my go. God, wait, I got a car. You did? Mm-hmm. Would you, well, you don't have to say what you got, but. Why? Who cares? I don't know. You might not want people to know what kind of car you have. Well, I won't tell you the model. Okay. But 
you know, trying to take control of my finances. I saw what my last car was a month and I was truly shocked. Yeah. Too much money. Too much. That Tesla. Also, I don't want to support you, Elon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, by the way, I'm sure every car company is like evil. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's like unless the car is made by Patagonia. I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Patagonia, but, make a car. Get on it. Come on, Patagonia. Um, I do need to buy the kids new jack, new coats because, um, you know, it's just that's the way it is with kids. They just outgrow those fucking coats. Right. Um, cricket, actually, not Birdie, really. Birdie just wears yeah. new coats now. Uh, but I was like, well, it's going to be a Patagonia. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, but anyway, I got a Volkswagen. Amazing. Shout out to Jeff at Volkswagen in New York City. They had them in stock. Amazing. I just was like, went in, was like, just show me the cars I can drive away with. And they're <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I mean, I have to say the whole process is like so annoying and like weirdly like, why is it this whole thing with I'm, the numbers and the writing down and the fucking, I'm going to go talk to my manager. Like, they have to do something better. That's why these places, like yeah. the place where you got your shady car, like, do so well for people. Because it's like, I literally was like, I my new business managers were like, I was texting with them. And she yeah. was the one that was like dealing with the financial people. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? On the phone. Yeah. Like, she called but it's, at first, it's just I was a charade. It's such a fucking charade, <laughs> and I was just like, like I loved, I loved Jeff. He was so helpful, um, and like everybody there was super nice. But just yeah. like the system itself is so lame. Like what they have to do. What they're yes, it's not that. It's not, and it's like if you want to do acting, like get involved in local theater. But we all know that this is just a little play. That's why. Happening. But like why? <laughs> and I guess it's because there are people that are just like, okay, sounds good. Bye. Yeah. You know, and like I don't know, but like I think that haggling shouldn't have to be a part of your life. I really right. don't. Like I wish people would just be like. This is it, period. Right. You know right. what I mean? And like, yes. just have it be that. Like, I guess in at this point in my life, I'm just not interested in not knowing the truth. Yes. And, yes. and questioning whether or not people are being upfront with me. Like, I just am over it. Like, I, ha- I don't have room in my life to wonder if I'm being kind of ripped off or if I could have gotten a better deal if I like played hard to get or whatever like right just fucking do it guys no one has time for this shit right just like let's just all agree that we're just gonna do this thing yeah and it's worse than ever now because there's such a like car shortage that like even the manufacturer's suggested retail price people are going like like dealerships are going five ten fifteen thousand dollars over that sticker price and so you have to like find a dealership where they've made some sort of commitment not to Well, I think that these guys were not I think they they were not doing that. That's great. I don't think this dealership so was doing that. My business yeah. managers were like all into it before I even went into the dealership. Oh, good. I basically was just like going to the dealership to check out the cars and see them in person and see what you know, I was interested yeah. in. And then yeah. 
but then yeah, he still had to do that thing where he like shows me these because then I was like, my business manager had worked out like one kind of car and then I was like I really liked this other one better yeah and so then he had to like go away for a little bit and then he came back and then he had numbers and then he had to leave again and then come back and I was like what is this like why is it like this and I realized like I hadn't done that in so long at a dealership like not since I was very young yeah and it was just so it was so like I was a little bit like I don't does anyone have time for this? Like, guys, what's happening? Can we just speed this the fuck up? Like, how do you not know what the car costs? Oh how do you God. not know what my monthly payments are? It should just be there. It is what it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so glad they had the car in stock. That It you actually, got. me too, because a little bit I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. And then the rains started. Right. Let me just tell you that it would have been real tough for me to get these kids to school. Like, I mean, walking it would have just been, or on the yeah. yeah. Oh God, it just would have been not a mess. A a, mess. Not a thrilling adventure for me. Oh my God, I have it narrowed down to two cars that I think I want one I or the say, other. I just want to tell you, really love this Volkswagen. Do you really love it? I really love it. It's so nice. Oh, good. I'm glad. Well, that's the thing about cars now. They all actually are kind of nice. And Matt and Eli, uh, for Christmas, went to the auto show because Eli loves cars. And uh, so they went- He should go to the one in- He should go to Barrett-Jackson in Scottsdale sometime. Oh, that'd be super fun. It's like the Um, big one. But they were saying that, like, actually a lot of, like, the mid-priced and, like, economy cars are designed just as nicely as, like, luxury cars now. And some are even, like, more thoughtful when it comes to, like, the passenger seats and things like that. They're they're more comfortable and, and have more amenities. So Eli has, like, a pretty good handle. Right now, I'm between I want a Kia Nero plug-in hybrid or I want a Ford Escape plug-in hybrid. Ooh, so I'm, I'm just like, throwing it. I like it. the Ford Escape. Do I you? Do mm-hmm. you? I like I'm it. I'm throwing it out there because if any of you have that, because it's am, looking. I'm going Ford. You're going Ford? Okay. Yeah, I'm All sorry. Right. That's my vote. That's my vote. Okay. Well, either way, I mean, like I'm conducting like a nationwide search to see if like what I'm looking for in either of those cars exists. Uh, currently, or if I'm going to have to order it and wait anywhere from two to four months to get it, which is what they told me would probably be the wait. Um, so yeah, so I have time to entertain, uh, people's opinions and people's reviews of the Kia Nero plug-in hybrid or the Ford Escape plug-in hybrid. Well, where's, where are these coming from? Is this still that company? No, no. I just like, I'm going to have to find it somewhere. I'm either going to have to order it and wait, or I'm going to have to why, try to... F- but where... But Wait, so what are you using? What? How are you doing it? Just on your own? Like, I have been introduced to a couple of car concierges who could possibly yeah, yeah, help yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Or, but also, like, there's a lot of places where you can, like, check the inventory in the entire United States and, you know... 
just see like, oh, they have this in Maine. Do you want to try to get it delivered from Maine? I don't think the version of what I want for either car is it anywhere, but I'll find out. But also, like, I have to actually just go physically see the cars. So that's like my first step. I'm going to try to do that. I just wonder, though, if there perhaps are dealers that like I like that I found like in the middle of New York City. Yeah. That have, you know, it's like, for instance, okay. So, you know, if I were back on the West Coast, I would definitely yeah. want um, a hybrid yes. car. Yeah. But like, it's not really a thing that I feel that deep about here because we're not, I'm not driving that much. Right. You know? Right. Um. But so like, yeah, they didn't have any of their electric or hybrid cars in stock. And the guy was like, oh, such a bummer because we had one last week. And it right. went, you know, yeah. but they like, they do get cars in. It sort yes. of is just like, you have to just go. Right. And see what they have. And then like, I would just like call, you got to like call the dealers and go in oh, and see them. Busy, you know, while I was gone, Matt went to every dealer like, within a hundred mile radius and made like a whole database of like every feature of every car. That's how I narrowed it down to these two that I like the best. So, you know, that guy was like out pounding the pavement trying to figure out my car situation for me. But I mean, that's very sweet. He's the best. He's the best. But he also like wisely didn't just like pull the, pull the, ripcord on anything without me being there because he wanted me to see the actual cars in person. Yeah. So. I mean, you have to like. Yeah. I think you got to do that. Yeah. That's why so, I went in. Like, I definitely was like, I wanted to see. Exactly. The, the cars. Yeah. You got to you gotta check it out. So we'll see what happens. But I'm just excited to be on my new car finding journey. Am I excited? Is that the right word? I mean, I just want to get started, I guess. It's going to take a minute. I mean, that's what I, my only point is that it really did not take me a minute. Yeah. That's it so really lucky. was like 24 hours later. I was like, yeah, oh, that's I have a car so lucky. now. But you know, like, because I'm such a baby and I'm like, I don't want a silver car. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that I might... did not want a silver car. No. Or a white, <laughs> or a white car. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it is dark gray. Okay. All right. Here's not a- my not my favorite. Not my favorite. But you know what? I made that I made that deal with the you devil. You made that deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's I wanted to say this. If anyone knows anyone that works at a deal, I, I mean, I'm sure they have their reasons why they always order silver, white, and black cars. But maybe just like try to spice it up a little bit. Maybe just bring in like a nice blue car sometimes. By the way, you know what? Can I tell you something? There was the fucking cutest bright blue Volkswagen. See? In the in the thing. But it wasn't it wasn't the one I wanted. So I was not getting so it. Had, but like I didn't go compromise. for it. But bright blue. Their That's bright blue is like kind of amazing. Yeah, the the Ford and the Kia both have like a really cool teal, which is how I had wrapped that other 
RIP car. If I somehow get my car back to LA, it's not going to happen. I don't think. Maybe it will. Maybe it will. But I want to go see your guy because you know what color I've always wanted a car. What color? Like matte army green. Oh my God. That's, Eli like, my, would, that's like my dream. Eli would be it's my dream. Would love that too. That would be so cool. And Tony could 100% hook you up with that. And it would really only great. take like a day, two days, maybe. Come on. He, he would totally hook you up. Right, Tony? He'll text on, me Tony. and say, of course, 100%. I would love it. I would really love it. Well, maybe <laughs> in the future. Anyway. Maybe. Maybe you'll do like a little cross-country road trip. That'd be fun. It is fun to drive cross-country. Have you ever done it? No. No? mm it's fun slash, you know, long. I've driven from Arizona, from like Scottsdale to LA more times than I could count. Right, right. That's about it. Yeah. But you can do like a nice cross-country road trip in five days if you're with someone who's like a good road trip partner. Yeah. could be. It can be kind of fun. Kind of cute. Kind of cute. You know, I mean, they make movies of cross-country road trips all the time, I feel like. I think they do. <laughs> you um, just have to have to um, make sure that you have a good companion. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's key for everything. That's yeah, just life. Where you I like, think. Yeah, just sure. agree on. Well, you agree on snacks, music, and have a similar urination schedule. Ooh, that's the most important. Yeah, yeah. You can't be off on that. No, because then it just takes you, you know, if you have to stop double the amount of times, you're never going to get across the country. Um, what else is happening? I mean, everything's happening and, you know, just, yeah, everything's happening in Iran and in the United States, the weather situation, folks listening in Florida. Mm who were affected by the latest hurricane um, sending you so much love and hope that you're having an easy time cleaning up from that. Uh, so many people from Prince Edward Island and the Maritimes in Canada reached out after last week's episode. None of them have electricity, so I don't know how they were listening to the podcast. Um, somebody told me data. They're using data. Um, and I know so many people on Prince Edward Island, my friends are like just dreaming of getting a hot shower. And so Oy. just sending sending you upcoming hot shower vibes. Uh that's that's my hope. Um, but yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It and is a lot. um, and you know, well, you were mentioning that the ACLU is suing Arizona. Yeah. Correct? Correct. That just happened. Yeah. I mean, now it'll be tomorrow. We, yeah. When you guys are listening to it. When you guys, yes. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm very nervous about this election, I have to say. Are you? Yeah, I yeah. can understand. There's a lot hanging in the balance. Ugh, and a lot has to go, a lot has to go right because so much has gone wrong. I know. And I just feel like, again, like it's hard not to feel a bit like 
stressed that no matter what happens, it's going to like be ripped away or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that it's like. I did this interview for Nightline for this for Nightline has some show. I don't know. Planned Parenthood asked me to do it. And yeah. I just like, to be honest, I don't even I'm just like, yep, of course. Tell me when and where I'll show up. Mm-hmm. So I did that last week or the end of last week. And I think it comes out this week. But I just, you know, it's so tricky to continually feel like, are we all doing the things that we can do and like that we have to do? And how do we make sure that people don't stop caring and that they show up and that they don't like just get overwhelmed and like shut it down. And I heard from a person that I know, it's not somebody that I'm like very close with, but they're from like, they live in one of these States, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that like, (sighs) their mom who's older, but not like as old as my mom, like so a little bit young, you know, whatever was like, I mean, people who really need access to abortions can get them. Mm. And I just am so concerned that there are people in these states that just really do believe that are just refusing to believe the truth of what's happening and what has happened. Right. And, and they're not going to stop is the thing. Right. Yeah. It's really interesting. I think, um, Amber Ruffin was, uh, this week on Amber Ruffin's show, and I just saw the clip online, so I don't know. Um, I think it was this week. Uh, was I think it talking, just came back this week, babe. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about the empathy gap with respect to how upset people were that there's like a black little mermaid. And, you know, it, she was talking, she was talking about the empathy gap with respect to entertainment and you know, people needing to be exposed to things in order to like, you know, to normalize it and just be like, oh, once you see these things, you are less upset about seeing them, you know, which is, makes sense, but is also like crazy. Um, But when you just said that, it made me think of like her describing the empathy gap, saying that like, oh, people that need abortions will get abortions. That seems like also a little bit of like an empathy gap where you're just like, I wash my hands of it because it's not really my problem. And, you know, and I just trust that everything will like work out for the best for who deserves it. Yes, that's right. And it's so shocking to me. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't fucking get it. And maybe like we're the anomaly. It's it's possible. It's possible. It's possible that, you know, I I don't think we are. I think that for the most part, I think that there are like studies that bear out that the majority of Americans want these things. It's just that the hard part comes in with how 
a minority of Americans who are in power and want things that the majority of Americans don't agree with, how tenacious they are being in about staying in power, about staying in power and just Mm -hmm. enacting all of these things that the majority of us would prefer not. And that's like very passive language, right? Because like, you know, I, I think to say I would prefer that abortion be available is very, oh, a very weak statement. But I also think that for a lot of people, namely, you know, men and people, you know, who are above child rearing age, they can be, I guess they can tend to be like a little passive about it because if it happens, well, they'll be okay. But it's kind of like what we all thought with like, Trump, where everyone was like, oh, calm down about it. You know, if he gets yes. in, we'll all be okay. Right. You know? And I, and I like, it, you know, I'm, a, I love an I told you so moment. Like it is historically speaking, been one of my favorite moments that I get, <laughs> you know, is when yeah. I get to be like, yeah, guess what? <laughs> I knew it. Right. Um, and this has been just the worst, most, defeating and devastating I told told you so moment of my life in which I would give literally anything to be to have been wrong right right and I was actually it doesn't it doesn't feel good good. it's it's not the same as like I told you so about like who's gonna win an Oscar it's like or or even just like the the a better way to drive in traffic right right I told you so yeah um I yeah, I said this thing in the in the nightline interview. I just I just feel as though the lack of yeah, it's empathy. I think you're right. It's empathy and understanding and And an idea that, like, I don't know. I don't know, Casey. Well, you're exhausted, and that's the strategy, right? To exhaust us. Of course. Us. I know, yeah. but that's also, like, about, like, the killers and my kids and... <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, also, like, in a normal world, you should be able to, like, be a normal amount exhausted by your life and not feel, like, utterly defeated by... Oof! The circumstances. I know, but of, like to be honest with you, there's not like a ton. I don't know. I think that we all like, you know, we all have our things, you know, that like fill us back up, you know. Yeah. And mine have really had to shift. Yeah. So it's not as easy, you know, because I feel like I just am sort of consistently like depleted. And then like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to fill it back up right right now. You know, I'm trying my best. I really, like that's what Vicky I'm trying my Gundelson best at. from the Real Housewives of Orange County once talked about her love tank being empty. And oh. I feel like that's 
you know. Okay, Vicky. That's, that's <laughs> you know, you're not talking about your love tank, but, uh, you know, it sounds like you don't have access to the things that you used to tap into to sort of, you know, top yourself off to fight another day. And yeah. it sounds like you're a bear wire again. I'm just a fucking bear on a wire. Yeah. And I think I'm just having a lot of anxiety, like, leading up to the election and, like, just the fear of what could happen. And if that, if it does, like, that it feels like it says a thing to me, you know, like how when Trump was elected, it said a thing to me very clearly. And I'm scared. I'm really fucking scared about it because what do we do, you know? Well, that's a really good question. Um, that's a good question. What do we do? What, I mean, if, what if what you're afraid of does happen? I don't know. I mean, like Italy, there's like just a rise of fascism everywhere. And there mm-hmm. are... And I know I had my extinction burst theory and that's fine. And I think it is true in a way. I really do think it's true that you're seeing this rise sort of worldwide of these forces trying to oppress because they're well aware that they're about to fucking lose it all. But also like, you know, I was really trying to like, I have been really focusing on shifting my mindset in terms of like, I think I read that thing from... My horoscope guy that I like, like, you know, like how, what, a how lucky that we get to be alive in this moment, like yeah, to see this change yeah. and to be witness to it. Yeah. And just like, I posted the thing from Iran of the little girls. Right. Who were like screaming at the head of the school that they went to. Right. The man. Yes. Yeah. And they had taken off their hijabs and were like, like screaming at him and throwing it. And I was just like, that is what they're afraid of. They're afraid of the power and bravery. I don't know what the fuck they're afraid of, actually. Who could know? Well, but that's a good example of like what you were asking, like, what are we going to do? Like, what are we going to do if the worst happens? And, um, those young women in Iran are a good example. I know, but a lot of my friends are from Iran, you know, and their parents fucking left in 1979. Yeah. yeah. And 1978. Yeah. They fled. Yeah. Which makes sense, you know, which makes sense. But, you know, some people I'm sure couldn't. Some families couldn't or some families. Lots of from- people. Right, right. Well, it's the thing that we keep Seeing people repeat, like, if you ever wondered what you'd do when, you know, if if you were when the alive Nazis during came to town. fascism times, right. you know what you'd do because yeah. it's what you're doing. Turns out most people don't do shit. Right, right. <laughs> a lot of people don't, but a lot of people do. And I think that, you know, you know yourself and um, I don't. I don't think it's hysterical to wonder what you would do if the worst happened, because I think we've lived it now, you know. 
um, where a, a number of times where we've had scenarios and the worst case scenario has like played out. So, but I do know you and I know that I can't see you ever changing. I can't see you ever giving up. Um, but I also know that you have to figure out something so that you can go on. Yeah. That's fucking true. Maybe it'll be that vibrator that those girls sell. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good segue to our guest? That's a great segue to our guest. We have some fun guests. Girls Gotta Eat podcasts. Very Mm. successful and popular. And they talk about sex and love and dating and pop culture things. And they apparently have really wild... Well, we'll just, guys, listen to yeah. the interview. You just listen to the interview. Okay, so now I'm I'm hearing that the housing market's slowing down some places. I heard that too. And that it's been, you know, it's been crazy. It's been nuts. It's all up. And now it's like maybe slowing down. Slower bidding wars, fewer high price hikes. It's evening out. Do you know how I know this? I know how you know this from David Sedoni and the How to Buy a Home podcast. That's right. Since 2005, host David Sedoni is the undisputed first-time homebuyer authority, bringing his years of advocacy and experience to help you take advantage of every housing market. And listen, a lot of us are just like, what do we do when we want to buy a house for the first time? You know? It's a daunting Rent. process. It's scary. It's also like crazy. Like, can I just say something? Just moving to a place like New York, you know, my mortgage a month is so much less than what I was paying in rent last year. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. So like, but how do you get financing? How do you figure out what you can actually afford? How do you find the right place? Like all of these questions, David Sidoni has years of experience, years helping first-time home buyers find their path to home ownership. Um, his How to Buy a Home podcast has helped so many listeners close on their first homes. He guides you through the next steps that are right for you. Guys, he just released a first-time home buyer starter kit at howtobuyahome.com. It's a free resource with all the knowledge you need to buy your first home. Thousands of people have already taken advantage of that starter kit, and it can help you too. Plus, I, David's like a really cool, nice, and fun guy. It's a fun podcast to listen to. It's a great pod, and you learn something. I yeah. love it. So start planning at howtobuyahome.com and make this the last year you rent Find How to Buy a Home on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. Where are you listening to this? I bet that you can find How to Buy a Home podcast. I mean, I know you can. It's there. Sakara Life. That's my always, I always do that one for Sakara. <laughs> it's a good Sakara one. Sakara Life. It's classic. You know, you've heard us talk about Sakara for years, guys. We love it. We love it because... Feeling your best starts with what you eat. I really believe that. What you put into your body makes you more focused, makes your skin glow. And Sakara helps you to not just live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, but to also just truly enjoy it. 
They've got delicious, plant-rich meals, functional wellness essentials that build a foundation for radiant health. I'm very into Saqqara. I return to it again and again. For those of you that don't know or haven't heard us talk about it, Saqqara is a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. Um, it, they're plant-based ingredients. It boosts your energy, uh, supports your digestion, helps curb sugar cravings, get your skin glowing. And they taste Truly. really good because I, Ooh, that's I have, so good. I have to be honest, like if it didn't taste good, I wouldn't be so on board with it. Cause I think you just have to enjoy what you're putting into your body. I truly love Sakara Life. I've been a fan, continue to be a fan. With Sakara, you get these nutrient-dense meals and snacks and supplements, and you never sacrifice the taste or quality. Like you said, like it tastes delicious and it's delivered right to your door. Um, we love Sakara so much. And you don't have to take our word for it because Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash busy or enter code busy at checkout. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash busy to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash busy. Um, guys, we're talking with Ashley and Raina from Girls Gotta Eat. You guys a very popular po- podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys probably listen to this podcast. Probably but know it. You probably know it. You're probably fans. It's been around <laughs> It's been around a hot minute. 2018, pre-pandemics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which was different. Pre- pre-pandemics. Pre-pandemics, during pandemics, post-pandemics. <laughs> um, do you guys do live shows? Casey and I just did like kind of our first live show and we loved it. Do you do them? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We've done like 130, 140 me, all what? over the all over the world. It's like our favorite thing to do. <laughs> we they're wild. We have dancers and strippers and NFL cheerleaders, and we re- like read people's yeah. sex on stage. And Raina gets stripped on. Yeah, we like, like jets, and t-shirt cannons. Yeah, and t-shirt it started cannons. at Caroline's in New York City at a comedy club exactly four years ago in September. And now, I mean, we're just it's 130 shows later. It's really fun. So you wow. guys have there's like you're almost at like 250 total. Girls got to eat episodes but like almost half of them are live well so we don't record these shows they're just like so they're not like a live podcast they're just like a wild night out like they're like truly the circus that we just it wouldn't even I don't even know how it would even translate but we just kind of made that decision early on like yeah let's just make it this event, you know, we do some of the same material in different cities. I mean, that's kind of not the main reason, but it was just like, you want to be in the room. It's like a show you go see. Not but you guys are both podcast. comedians or I know, Ashley, you were like, you did. Yeah, stand-up, I, I right? do. Um, I mean, we by default, right. It is like we, we perform <laughs> comedy, but I'm a performer. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. As well. Um, but the 250 is our episodes that we record in our studio here with right, right, guests right. either on Zoom, but mostly in person as much as we can. And those are like really great, really fun. We pick um, typically a central topic for each episode. So that's what that is. The live shows are just like a circus. They're really That sounds fun. real fun. Maybe I'm going to go see one. I was Anytime you want to come, come see it. 
We're doing a holiday show in New York. We've done one every year since we started the podcast. So we're doing one this, uh, this December 15th. We just sold it out yesterday. So come let us know. Congratulations at the Apollo theater, right? Yeah. (laughs) We put it on sale. It sold out in a few hours. People come from like all over. They travel, they plan their like birthday parties and holiday travel around it. So it's our favorite tradition. That's Um, so exciting. Well, sorry to all of you who wanted to go. It is sold out. You slept on add it. one. We're not sure, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You add no one. We don't know. We don't know. Um, so, don't but know. let's talk about, like, how was, what was the origin of the pod for you guys? Like, how did you decide that this, are, were you friends before? Were you, what's the story? Mm-mm. Tell me the story. <laughs> Ash, I always say you tell the story better, babe. You do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so You weren't we, friends before. So we nope. met in October 2018 or October 2017. Sorry. We met in October 2017 on this trip. Uh, I personally with this was at this very pivotal point in my life. I was like dealing with kind of like a heartbreak situation. And I had had this idea for this podcast. I was going to do it with a guy friend. And then that just started to feel not right. And I had it in the back of my head. I've been thinking about it, honestly, since like the spring, summer. And I met Raina on this trip. And we connected immediately and we obviously realized we both live in New York. We came back to New York. We became real life friends post post trip. It was like an influencer trip in Aruba. And, uh, I just felt like she was so funny and she was single and she kind of had a similar lifestyle in terms of like flexibility, working for herself, doing the influencer thing. And, uh, in December, of that year, I just pitched the idea to her. Do you want to, do you want to do a podcast? And I want to talk about dating and sex and be really open. And would you be open about your life and things like that? And she said, yes, immediately. And we started it in February of 2018. So this is like the brief story, but to answer your question, we were friends for, I mean, like six, two months, six weeks before I asked, do you want to do a podcast together? Which is now turned into, do you want to have a life together? <laughs> oh my God, you want to start like a business together. Yeah. And yeah. That's yeah. going to be so all was, encompassing. Yeah. We yeah. took it really seriously from day one. It wasn't just like, we just talked shit. You know, it's, we really took this seriously. We had great photos and a website and a plan and, um, we took it seriously from day one. So I think that like, we really hit the ground running, um, and we're able to launch it out to a lot of people and never looked back. And now we are life partners. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. That's fantastic. So, Did you just have a feeling, Ashley? You just like, you had a vibe. Yeah. You were like, we're yeah, going to get along. for sure. So I was going to do it with this guy, like to the point where we had a name, like, and then I just was like, I don't think I, I did have big dreams for it. And, and I saw this like touring and I just was like, I want this to be my next life thing, my next career thing. I don't want to do, I don't think I want to do it with this dude. You know, I, he's great, but I want to start a business with a woman. And I did a tarot reading that was like, you know, like you have to do this. And I really bought into that. It was, she predicted my life exactly how it has turned out. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Rain and I say that we were like kind of vetting each other. Like you want to know if somebody says what they're going to do, they show up, they're responsible, they're smart, they, you know, get it. And so I felt like that and on top of I, her being so funny and having these dating nightmares and funny sex <laughs> stories and all the stuff. And so, uh, we started to just like have some coffee dates. We like a Mexican 
vegan Mexican date. Like we just kind of started talking about this podcast and yeah, I definitely had a, had a vibe of like, she's the one, you know, (laughs) she's the one you put a ring on it. I just want to say, I think it's really cool that you guys are talking about taking it seriously because I think everybody has this perception. Like everyone has a podcast now and it's just, you know, people shooting the shit, but a lot of effort does go into it. And in a lot of ways, it's such a labor of love, especially when you're first starting out. So I think it's, cool that you are quick to mention how seriously you took it and how you had a plan. I also think it's kind of cool that you didn't know each other so well at first because that's probably added like a lot of interesting moments to the podcast where you're getting to know each other. I agree. And then also it led to a really successful relationship, like your relationship podcast. Actually, like you said, like you guys are life partners now. I love that. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been really fun getting to know each other through the show and a lot of the things over the years that we've shared with each other. It's just stories we don't know about each other. So the listeners are finding out for the first time, as are we. And <laughs> in terms of taking it seriously, it was like, do, do we take each other seriously? Are we trustworthy people? Um, does she, like Ashley said, say that she's going to do something and then follow through with it? And right. I've seen so many business partners have crazy fallouts over the mm-hmm. years over money, over one person has a different vision for the business or one person really slacks off. I mean, I can't tell you how many people I know that say like, I feel like I carry the load and the other person doesn't. And so it's really important to us to stick to what we say and to feel like the other person is carrying the load as much as we are. And yeah, that's always been since day one. I think that that's like a recipe for a great business partnership because uh, we've seen some like terrible meltdowns with business partnerships. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You never want the like high school group project scenario. we see it all the time I mean and people will ask us for advice and I can see it so clearly that it's not a good match that someone isn't pulling their weight or doesn't want to do the work or for whatever reason Uh, we have similar backgrounds we've always worked you know we both like used to like work at restaurants. We just kind of had a lot of things in common. Right. Cause Raina, like, you were like a, a real food one. influencer, right? Like a, like you had a really successful Instagram account where you were like photographing your interesting meals and things like that. Right. Yeah. I've had like a interesting trajectory that like one thing didn't connect to each other in a way that necessarily makes sense. But like I built all these skills that ultimately culminated into being able to do the podcast. So I had a background in social media. I had a background in tech. I've always worked in teams. Um, And so by the time we met each other, I had this huge food and travel blog. It was one of the biggest in the countries. And I had this great website and that's what I was doing for a living. But I really felt like it was time to change. I was, I was bored. I wasn't making the kind of money I was making. I didn't feel passionate about it. And if somebody doesn't, something doesn't bring me happiness or money, I'm not going to do it. And it wasn't really bringing me either of those things anymore. And I met Ashley at this perfect time. Uh, And our our personalities also complemented each other really well. So um, I just, I knew that this would be hopefully a hit. I love that. I remember when your Instagram account like changed (laughs) over and I was like, good for her. Because... You know, like everybody wants to do something new and embark on some new adventure that they haven't done before. And so I'm always excited when someone makes that type of announcement. 
Yeah, it was really exciting for me. I remember like talking about it with Ashley. Like, am I going to change this account? Am I going to like turn it to my own name? Like, yeah. I wasn't the face of the account. It was a food and travel account. Uh, right. And I was on it, but I wasn't like the star of the account. And so it was really big for me when I was like, the podcast is the thing. It's the thing. It's my future. And I don't need to do this other thing anymore necessarily. But I also love that you bet on yourself. Yes. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like both of you did, you know? But- yes. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) We work really hard and I feel like we decide we're going to do something and then we make ourselves experts at being good at that thing. So, yeah. um, Yeah. What are your astrological signs? I am a Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Scorpio rising. So just Mm. so emotional. (laughs) Like a little pet. I'm Cancer Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Leo rising. Oh my gosh. Do we know what my moon and sun and rising are? I'm a Gemini. I don't know. I feel that I'm a Gemini. She's a Gemini. Oh, Oh, we're the same pair. (laughs) Guys, we're the same, but older than you. I don't know. I don't know that you're older Um, than But no, it's funny that like, you know, I feel like we grew up with just like, you just had one sign and then it became like, oh, there's a moon and there's a rising. And so it's very funny how invested people are in this. They always want to know what your makeup is. Like I posted on Instagram this past summer because I just kept, whatever. It's, I just kept running into these situations where like water signs were like a good caption. We were in Greece and it just, then I was like at this place called Scorpios. And then I like, fuck this guy. And he was a Scorpio. And he asked me what my sign was. It was like a whole thing. So I just got in this big, like astrological thing. And I posted like, I'm cancer, sun, cancer, moon, Scorpio rising on my birthday, Instagram post. And people just went crazy. They were like, <laughs> like they're like going, they, people love to connect over this. And I love it. I think right. that Yeah. Well, I think a few things about it, like number one, so few things feel like they're connecting us in this moment Mm -hmm. in time. Like a lot of, there's a lot of disparate, I don't know, just belief systems and the world seems very, yeah, yeah, division, but also the world just seems like it doesn't make sense in so many ways. And so if people can like point to a thing and they're like, that's a thing that I know. And I am that thing. And you're that thing too. I don't know. It just makes, it just, it sort of is like a poultice for your soul. It just like soothes you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that a lot of people feel like that are some of our most popular episodes are things about signs, your aura, dreams and what they mean. All of this, like, what is it? Metaphysical? Sure. I, I just yeah. I just say woo woo. I always just say woo woo. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not I'm not like a big, I would say in like quotes woo woo person, but like <laughs> these episodes have been so eye-opening and fascinating. Our listeners love them. We've been really fortunate to have some really good guests. So it's gotten me much more into it um and believing in things like psychics and, and signs and things like that. I always just think it's like a good opportunity. Like even if you don't fully believe in it, it's a good opportunity to just like reflect on things like whatever mm-hmm. you know whatever crystal is supposed to do for you like it's a good opportunity <laughs> to like meditate on how much you need that thing in your life and try to be intentional about like bringing it into your life starting with like i don't know putting a crystal up your vagina which i've never done but i know people do i have oh oh and did it help like, like the, what, what the did you do the egg thing the like no remember what? that girl gave me the crystal dildo on oh, our show i had to try it right yes you fucked yourself with a crystal yeah what did it do i mean yeah did it do good things for like <laughs> did, did it, it break good things vib- your life did like, it vibrate does the crystal vibrate or just wait can i tell you guys something i don't know where the fuck it is oh god is it's, it's up, it's up there. there still in there <laughs> 
No, but that, but now that I'm thinking about it, where the fuck is it? Because when I moved to New York, you know, everything got kind of like put in. Where is it? It's like a bookend <laughs> in somebody someone's have house my, like, somewhere. My vagina crystal somewhere? Oh, no. Does anyone have Busy's crystal dildo? I'll make a um a missing poster for it. Can I tell you something? It's Here's like, my feelings it's like about on it. eBay I'm right gonna, now. I'm going to be real honest. It was too cold and too hard. It was, it was cold. Yes. I can see that it would be cold. Listen, yeah, we're going to help you. Um, Ashley and I have, we have a, a vibrator, vibrator company. company. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's called Vibes Only. And it, we're going to we send, send you one. You yeah, we'll Wait, send you one. So we're when gonna... did you start a vibrator company? We weren't busy enough. So we Let's throw this on the top. Yeah. Um, in June, um, we launched it. So we'd been working on it like in a year and a half prior, nonstop. So we launched this this sex toy company. We also sell lube and a blowjob gel and like all kinds of fun stuff. And we're releasing new products. And then we have an app that pairs to the vibrator. So they connect via Bluetooth and there's erotic content. And it's this erotic, full body, immersive experience. Uh, so we're really proud of it. But we... Um, the Reina is our best selling toy and it just keeps selling out. There's a wait list, but we're going to get one for you. We're going to send it to you. Cause but do wow. I have it? <laughs> Hold on. I got to look it up. Hold on. You Hold bought on. it. I Maybe. <laughs> she a, pulls it out. It's a what? dual motor vibrator. One end vibrates. The other end sucks on your clit. Uh, and then it's it not cold. What? And it's not What's it called? Yeah, What's it called? It's, wait, tell me what it's the called. Reina. It's called Vibes Only. Vibes the Only. Toys, and- the Reina. And we have um, more of them arriving this week. Actually, we keep selling out. Like we can't keep oh, it coming on the shop. Wow. Um, maybe not this week. In the next couple of weeks. Don't hold me to that. But um, yeah, we keep selling out. And there's a remote control for all the vibrators, which is free with our app as well. So there's a lot of really fun stuff. Oh my can... god! No, I don't have this. Very okay, cool. We'll, we'll grab an. I have a similar. I have a similar shaped one, but that I, doesn't have that extra bit. Yeah, and you can bend it. You can put it inside of you. It does. All the things. It's like an insane. Wow. You guys really, how do you do this? Let's talk about this business pivot. How do you like (laughs) get into developing sex toys? Um, we have a, we have a great team that's helped us, but I mean everything is us from the ground up. We designed the packaging, we picked the toys, the colors, the marketing, everything. Um, and like Ashley said, it's been about a year and a half. So we essentially launched two businesses under one umbrella. One's a product company with the vibrators, the blowjob gel, the lube, and the other is the app. So we have app developers that helped us with that. Um, well, yeah, a lot of people help you, but you have to make all the decisions, and we are not like throw money at it and hands off kind of people. So um, we're running two companies. Did you have to (laughs) raise capital? We fully funded this ourselves. Yeah. Wow. With money that you made through the pod, through shows, live shows and stuff and ad ad sales. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And so you put it back into your business. You guys are like the Mr. Beast of like ladies having orgasms. Yeah. Or of (laughs) orgasms. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 we're really proud of it. We're proud that we were able to fund ourselves. That's uh, fucking rad. Listen, we're talking to investors. Like we're like, hey, listen, somebody wants to <laughs> somebody wants to buy this. I would love to get my life back. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> spend um, your weekend boxing up vibrators. Is it fun? Yeah. If somebody wants to buy this and fire us, we're all set. <laughs> <We're ready. laughs> just, uh, I don't even care if they're named after me anymore. Just take yeah. it. No, I'm kidding. We we love this company. We're super proud of it. But we, yeah, we're we're exhausted. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. It must have really changed the tenor of your um, like listener mail. I feel like. Do you get like a lot of people reaching out to tell you how it's going with your products? I I love this question. I don't I don't know what it's done to our our listener demo, but we get 
some funny emails sent to like customer service <laughs> about from men. What was the one that that guy was like, he was like, how do I get my girlfriend to like use this or what the ones we've gotten from men are the funnier They're ones. like advice emails that people are sending to like a corporate organization. <laughs> it's, oh, no, wait, no. oh, wait, right funny. now. Hold on. No, this one, this, okay. This is, a, this is what it was. He bought it and rip instead of forwarding, he bought a, a toy, probably the Reina. And instead of forwarding the, the confirmation email to his girlfriend, he actually just replied back and was like, can't wait to use this on you tonight. It was like this dirty email. <laughs> and he responded back. And so we get it. And our, uh, we have another partner in the business. We have a third kind of like silent partner. And he was like, we need to respond to all customer service emails. And we were like, no, I don't know that we need to embarrass. We don't need guy. to, we don't need to respond. He's <laughs> going to, he's out. probably going to figure it out. And he's going to be, yep. he's going to be grateful that no one responded. <laughs> he's, <laughs> oh my that gosh. was our take. <laughs> but Ashley and I have always talked about sex and self-pleasure on the show oh God. so yeah, yeah. openly since day one. I am like a, I discovered masturbating when I was like 10. I mean, I've been <laughs> masturbating forever and I, we didn't like break the mold and invent talking about this stuff. But like, I think that we've helped to normalize all of these crazy conversations from like butt play to weird smells to you know <laughs> whatever it is that you want to do in the bedroom. Um, and we've always for years have gotten emails about that kind of stuff. So this is not the first time we're getting emails about that. Um, people will comment on girls got to eat a lot more than on vibes only Instagram because people aren't gonna be like I just bought this vibrator right their bosses, right yeah. their bosses follow them but we appreciate it when they do but I the, as your question to guys I mean we I I love when guys listen to the show there's it's so evolved to me like this guy ran up to me ran up literally he was running in LA like along the, the Santa Monica <laughs> whatever that trail he runs up he's like out of breath he's like Ashley oh my god and my best friend's with me she's like who the fuck and he was just like I listen to your podcast I think like all men should listen to it all straight single men especially should listen to it you learn so much about women and the emails that we've gotten listen I'm not saying that they're the ones we get from women are like speak to our heart where we feel so lucky that we get to impact people in this way it's such an honor but when men say it helped them like be a better boyfriend be a better partner treat women better or like whatever yeah. it is, be better at sex, like put a woman's pleasure first, anything like that. It's, it's, we, we love to hear it. We feel like we're like doing our part in, in the world. You're doing but, the Lord's work. Um, yeah. Thank you. And <laughs> we are, we're going to, we're going to um, start working on like couple toys and like a, you know, we, have a cock, we got a cock ring in the mix and we're going to have to there you go. do some, some R&D uh -huh. on that. But um, I love yeah. the way you spoke about that, about the men that listened to our show. We're always so excited when they say that. I, I found this TikToker online that I had a crush on and I, I posted him on my story and he was like, I listened to your show. And he was this like 26 year old straight guy. And I was like, you listen to my show. And he was like, I'm such a fan of you guys. And I was like, we are going to fuck so much. <laughs> so we did. We, we so did. We did. You did. Oh, okay. You did it with a fan. Well, that, okay. So he's not a fan. I mean, yeah, I guess he like is a listener. Um, but he's I was got his own thing going on. I was his fan first. I think I was. A oh, fan yeah. Your mutual fan. fans. Okay. That, that makes hot. sense. That makes that makes for good. I fangirl over him. He's like millions of followers. But yeah, um, we invited him to a show and he brought another single friend. And I dated him. him. And actually yeah, hit it off. And then I, yeah, fuck this guy. It was really fun. Oh my God. Wow. Wait, so are you guys, you guys are, have been single the whole time have either of, of this show, right? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just wondering if either of you have been in like a serious, you've like had boyfriends term. Stuff, I know I you've know. had boyfriends, yeah. but I'm just saying like, I yeah, just am I've, curious about a guy who gets into your life and how he feels about 
Yeah, let's sharing. talk about it. Yeah, I've I, I'll kick it to Raina, but I've I've dated a ton. I've slept with a ton of guys. I've had like many relationships, you know, short term, but I haven't had a serious relationship since we started the podcast. But Raina uh-huh. has. Yeah, but I mean, in general, everybody wants to know, like, what does that look like? And it's, you know, it's a one size fits one. We have a discussion with each person that we date, how much, you know, how comfortable are you? I feel like I could suss that out day one. We don't want to feel like somebody wants to hear themselves talked about on the podcast. But yeah, um, Ashley and I are so respectful and we never say anything to put anybody on blast. And everybody that I've dated, I've talked about them on the show and they get such a kick out of it. They think it's so funny. And um, I'm going to respect somebody's privacy. But right. um, Like, I just was curious if you ever had somebody that you were like super into and they're like, and you're not allowed to speak about me ever. Only you know? one person ever said to me, like, I work at Salesforce and it's a pretty corporate job. And I, I really don't want you to talk about like what my dick tastes like. But <laughs> other than that, I had a long-term boyfriend during the show for about, I mean, long-term is like eight months. Um, and I talked about him on the show all the time and I posted about him and I kept the very private parts of our relationship private, but mostly was pretty honest about it. I was pretty honest about dating yeah. him, the breakup, saying I love you for the first time, meet my family for the first time. And, you know, you sugarcoat things so you don't embarrass somebody as much as possible. Um, right. But I think I was, I, I can look back and say I was pretty honest the whole time um, in terms of like what was going on. There was nothing bad to say really. So Would it be a uh, deal breaker for you? Like with a guy, like if he didn't want you to so talk about I, him at all? I, I, uh, I thought about this. I feel like if a, I, I understand people wanting privacy. I mean, I even think that like the the bigger that we get, even I I want my family and stuff to have more privacy. Like I I I just I get it. So I do feel like if someone was like, I don't want you to talk about me at all, that would be a little difficult. But I could right. definitely conceal someone's identity, you know. Yeah. So it's to me, it's it's kind of like, I'd rather do that. I'd rather be like, I'd like to talk about this relationship. I do this for a living. I don't want to hide something. Right. It's like part of my life. is discreet and keep you secret forever. I don't care. I'll do a hard launch on my wedding day. I'm just kidding. I'm probably not going to get married, but like, I don't (laughs) need to show (laughs) like hard launch. You're like a face reveal on the the wedding day. We're doing... That's so really I do understand. I do understand it. I understand some. You know, I would love to date some like Netflix CEO. Like I would. I would be like a high power guy. I get it that he that if that's the kind of guy I would be with, that he wouldn't want people to know about his. You know, what, like right is that like what his dick smells like? So <laughs> I, it's not a, a deal breaker to me. It feels like if someone was like, absolutely not, don't say anything, you know, don't show my identity. Don't say anything. I I would, I don't know. I will cross that bridge when I get to it. Cause I also think that might not be the right type of match for me. Someone that's super private and in life because I'm the complete opposite. I feel like looking back, I did like reveal who my ex was and he has his own podcast. He's a comedian. So it felt a little more natural to kind of talk about him publicly, but looking back, nothing positive necessarily came from revealing who that person was. It's not necessary. I don't need to tell people who I'm dating. I feel exactly like Ashley does. I'd be very happy to honestly never reveal the person's name ever again. Right. Publicly. There's no need for it. And just, and, and your fans don't feel like they need it. 
they want to know who we're dating. I think yeah. they, like, they like to see us be and they like to see us in love. They like yeah. to see us be happy. But in terms of saying like, this is this person's handle, yeah. go stalk their Instagram, yeah. see what this person's doing. I don't ever need I to I think do they'd that rather, you know, I think if they could choose and, you know, we could ask them, we could poll them. I think they'd rather have the details and no identity than no t- than seeing who someone is on my Instagram and never hearing about it. So yeah. I, if I right. had to pick and choose, it would be the secret boyfriend that you know how we're fucking, you know, that's really good. <laughs> that's I a really good point. Yep. Has anyone from your past ever reached out? Like after you've <laughs> talked about them on the podcast, like in a, in a, everyone from our past has reached out. Whether it's the podcast. These, like, I feel like the guys that come from the past don't leave us alone. I had a guy that like was just in my DMS, wouldn't stop, showed up to a show of mine. Like, Ugh. I feel like they are constantly resurfacing exes, guys that I've slept with once guys I've gone on a one date with, like they can't resurface enough. They want to oh tell the fr- their friends and their coworkers that they used to sleep with us. Um, <laughs> wow. I had somebody from my caught co- my like college boyfriend that really fucked me up. Really yeah. Well, reach out. He's reached out a few times over the years and I'd be like I'm not trying to talk to you (laughs) do you guys advertise therapy on your podcast maybe you can like give out a code to those (laughs) we do we better help is one of our partners yeah we use that we have better help too (laughs) listen I think that's the move I think Casey's right I think just text them the better help code Yeah. Well, Rain and I were, yeah, so this is coming up with a teaser for our episode on Monday. We had this conversation about guys that don't take a hint. They're talking to themselves in your DMs for months. It's like they have 27 unread, you know, or read left on red messages. And yes. then again, like they, for me, they were showing up because I do stand up. And so they're coming to my, where I work. And um, so we were just saying that we, we want to get in there that they have all these unread messages and just go, are you good? <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that's the perfect response. Like, it's so condescending. Are you okay? Like, are you okay? <laughs> like, but I mean, I this- do feel that about men in general sometimes. Like, are you guys okay? Like, <laughs> I feel like that every day. Are, yeah. they, are men okay all the Are time? they okay? Because like- I don't think they are, guys. I think there's something really deeply unhinged about um, most of them. So my my friend's boyfriend, he's like a brilliant CEO, investor, owns all these companies. And he said to her, like, I was really hot last night. I was like dying. I was sweating. I felt sick. I don't know why, whatever. He sent her this whole long text. And she was like, did you check the thermostat? <laughs> <laughs> and he checked the thermostat was like, it's 76. I don't know. It got this high. And I was saying to her, like, I have him on such a pedestal. Like, he didn't even think to, like, check the star. Like, I like, what are men? Well, the guy in, there's this guy, I just flew back. I went to my co- college this past weekend, so I'm flying back. That's not important. But the guy in the seat in, in front of me, the other side, I mean, we hadn't even taken off and his shoes were off and his heels were on the floor. Like he was raw dog in the plane floor. Uh. Like his heels are. And then he gets up and goes to the bathroom in his socks. No, he does like, not. I he does like, not. Yes, he does not. I have a video. Yes. And then he comes and sits back down and he's got his headphones on. I don't know what the fuck he was watching. I should have paid more attention. Watching him <laughs> thing a movie on his phone the whole time. Comes and sits back down finally. And I'm thinking the woman next to him can't be his wife. They have not spoken. He's wearing a wedding ring. I'm like, they're, she's a random person. They have not even communicated. And then I realize it is his wife because he screams at her, babe, did you see that article? And she goes, too loud. Like he forgot he was wearing headphones. He's oh screaming at his wife while he's raw dog in the floor. I'm like, what are men? <laughs> 
What is happening? <laughs> One time I had a girlfriend who was also married to like a really super smart, like, you know, super successful guy. And um, we all went out together and then we went to like hang out at their house after. And he said he didn't feel well. So he went to the bathroom and then he started screaming that he was vomiting blood. And um, so we all ran because we were like, and we were like, Dude, that's red wine. Like you, <laughs> you're puking red wine like a teenager because you're drunk. You're too drunk, sir. You're vomiting like, red wine. And then he Jesus. was so mad because, like, I was there to see it, and he was so embarrassed. And I was like, I mean, you should be, but you shouldn't. Imagine if we just called 911 first before we confirmed that he was stupid. <laughs> it's just sometimes I'm just like, are you guys okay? I like dated this person. <laughs> so funny. Also, we have no, so many guys that are capable and high functioning and wonderful, but there's a lot that just the aren't ones that date me are like, she's got this. She'll take care of it. <laughs> I was dating somebody who went to the airport with his pet. It was a cat. Listen, I just, <laughs> but I was like, I, I was going to say to him, like, did you check the airline that you can no. take your animal on the oh, plane? No. But then I was like, he's an adult, man. I'm not going to insult a 36-year-old man by being like, did you ask the airline ahead of time? No. And then he got, no. and I was like, I just won't ask. He got to the airline. He couldn't get on the plane. He had to go to another airline desk and buy a different flight. And I was just like, I should have asked, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to like do this. <laughs> Men are, oh, I don't know. Tra traveling is, we've done episodes on this. We can't talk about it enough. Traveling is when you see someone's true colors and it is the yes. most where we got messages from women of like we broke up in the airport like i just oh, feel like yeah. women you we see moved it. the world we got our shit together and you travel with that guy for that first time and you're like oh my god <laughs> if you are ever bored or lonely or feeling like you wish your life was different just get yourself into an airport and sit down at like the counter of like Barney's Beanery and watch the people just destroy themselves. And it's so true. Watch people with children in the security line just look at their part and be like, I fucking hate you for doing this to me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that woman? We had to help this woman with her children because her man got held up because he fucks up. He, I don't know what, what, what reason he couldn't too go through security liquids, with her. Too many liquids, too many belts. Like, so we're helping her wrangle her children. She's like, can you help me? We were like, where's your dumb husband? <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of times. I mean, my ex-husband is like a great co-parent in so many ways, but how many memories I have of walking through an airport like a fucking Sherpa, like a like with so many bags and a baby and so many things. And then I look and he's got like a backpack on, a Cinnabon. Yeah. And he's like, and, and he's drinking, he's literally drinking his cappuccino with no lid on it because he doesn't need a lid because he's just, he literally is just like, I'm holding one kid's hand. I have a baby and I've got 47 bags and I'm trying to like, like one of the kids is riding one of the bags. So it's like 400 pounds. And then he's got his backpack and his cappuccino with no lid on it because oh, he doesn't, doesn't he doesn't like the lid. Know where the kids are. Yeah. No. Well, you, that's a metaphor for life. Like Rain and I have talked about this so many times where women are just, we're, we're working, we're working out. We've got our friends. We got our family. We have our hobbies. We have our interests. We got our Peloton. We're doing all these different things. And men are like, I'm just like really stressed. Cause I have a haircut today. You know, like they just, <laughs> can't, can't 
Like I would joke with my best friend, like when I was with my ex, like if he had a haircut, the day was just off its axis. That's like, it. That took up the whole day. Like it couldn't, he couldn't multitask so the haircut with anything. Wait, like, I have like, uh, this is so funny. Ashley, I have a whole thing about men and their haircuts too. They're like, <laughs> it's, they're fucking obsessed with their damn haircuts. And it always, it's like, I don't understand it. Why is it? Why does it take over their whole lives? Okay, you guys, I have never related to something less because I only fuck bald people. <laughs> I have no idea what you are talking Rain, about. I even contribute to this my last, two, my last two serious relationships were bald. I pretty much exclusively she fuck exclusively bald, dates bald guys. Bald my bouncers. Husband, if my husband works, shaves if his head security, too. Yeah. So we've simplified our, la- our lives, Raina. Right, so in you, a, you can't understand this either. In a significant this, way. Busy. I love that you feel me on this. My my best friend and I would be like, "What is? Why is this taking over their their life in such a crazy way?" I can't like even if, explain to you. Like, if my ex says, even to this day, when we saw we have two kids together, we're like progressively, we're divorcing like lesbians, like very like progressive, like. Mm-hmm. Well, I said, I mean, it's true. Yeah. We're just yeah. like very good friends and like whatever. Yeah. But to this day, if he's like, I'm going to go get my haircut tomorrow, I'm like, oh, fuck me. Okay. Well, I have my podcast just- that day. Do you think you could move it? Like, do you think? <laughs> because I just know what it's going to be. It's like six hours of his life is gone. And I don't know <laughs> why. Or why, why is it like this? I don't is know. There's like rank at the, I don't know. No, I just, it's like, I don't. There, it's like a whole ordeal. And then there's always like a shower after that has to happen immediately <laughs> and like a change of clothing. Right. And like, and then like an hour just, of experimentation. Trying I don't, to, and they're not even, they're not even getting color. Like what if right. they got foils? Like I, well, we sit, I've sat for six hours. Me too. Before. Like crazy. I got a keratin treatment. I worked the entire way to the place. I sat in the chair for hours. I worked the whole time in the chair and the whole time on the way to the office afterwards. Men are just like, I'm just out for four no, hours. He's out for the day. Like he's done. <laughs> yeah. You can't, thing. and you can't even reach him. Like I can't text. There's no, I don't know what's happening. Cause crazy. his phone is under their phones are under the poncho and they don't know how they, how to get it. <laughs> Top to get it to, out to, on, to the top, on top of the poncho. <laughs> I do have to say, I'm being, I'm joking around, but I will say to Raina and Ashley, th- these are not the men in my life. I have two adult sons and an adult husband, and none of them are. They're, oh, they're, oh, oh, we have oh, our brothers, brothers. Don't even get us started. They're the most, <laughs> they're the most capable. Incredible. Like my brother, I don't even know when he's getting a haircut. He's it just he keeps it moving. Like, <laughs> my brother, my brother has never bar, said haircut like, to me. My brother keeps it, it, it. He just does a haircut all by himself. Our dads, you guys, our brothers. Yeah, they are, are. We have so many men in our lives that are fully functioning. Our I've business partner. Even, yeah, never like heard the word haircut from my brother. You yeah. guys, I'm just gonna say that there is just a different way that men relate when they're in a romantic relationship with a woman. It's like, of course your brothers, your brothers are amazing guys. Cause you're not dating them. True. True. Like, yeah, they have wives I, that I know, Sorry, but like, ahead. you're right. I wives, see what you're saying. The wives would never tell you, come on, let's be real. <laughs> I'm, I'm like not even like, you guys could be really close with them. They're never telling you. I know. They're like, I do feel like a I, dream. I need to, he's a dream. Get, I do you know. <laughs> God damn it. 
You have to like I, talk I, to the wives' best friends. I, I try to do that. I'm like, she only says nice things about my brother, and I go to her friends, and she only says nice things about him to her friends too. I gotta like mm. really go on. A, I'll ask her sister. I've been trying to get mission. the tea on my brother for a decade. Well, I don't want my. I don't really want to hear my sister-in-law talk shit on my brother. You I would feel like never. Be like, yeah, but yeah, I do. I'm trying to get her talk to talk shit in general. Like I, I feel like we're not bonding, and she's too nice. Like I'm trying yeah. to always get her to like say mean stuff. Like I'm trying to get her to gossip more and talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the nice. She's getting person. spicier. She's definitely getting spicier. Yeah, yeah. It's but she difficult. is the kindest that's, angel. That's it's like a. Are you? Is it? Are your brothers younger or older? We both have brothers that are four years younger than us that like played college football. Mine's a little smaller than her brother and by a foot, like two feet. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> so different experiences, but we have very similar, like we're both the eldest to a brother that's four years younger. Yeah. Oh, interesting. See, I feel like I feel like the wives. I don't know. I just feel like that's an intimidating position to be in. They're younger than you. They're like younger women. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, um, I mean, we have like different relationships, I guess. My brother, she's, his wife is a lot younger and I, but she's just so mature. Like we joke around that she like has this over and she's hosting. We're like, how is this? She's like 10 years younger than us. Like, how does she feel like such an adult? You know, it's kind of funny in that way. Born for it, I guess. Like I was over at their house this summer and they have this beautiful house and they're just so grown up and I was hung over. You know, she's making me waffles. (laughs) I'm like, this is just so funny. Honestly, I love that. I love that for all of us. I love that Mm -hmm. for you guys. Do you love that sound? I love that sound. You know what that sound is? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. You know how you and I know Shopify? I do, because that's how we sell our merch to you, listening to this podcast. Over on Brave Gowns, Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Like, seriously, if we can do it, you can do it. Yeah, it's... uh kind of an incredible way to create an online store in your own vibe, discover new customers, grow the following that keeps them coming back. And Shopify has all the sales channels sorted. So your business keeps growing from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free libraries full of educational content, Shopify has got you every single step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you will too. Maybe you've been waiting to like start your, your biz, your new biz. Yeah, it's daunting. It's hard to sell stuff. It's hard to sell stuff. And a lot of times people that are coming up with things to sell are creative and they think that they don't have the mind for the business end of things. That's why Shopify is so great because they take care of all of that for you. And it's very, very easy to get your store up and running in no time. Um, so guys, when you're ready to launch your thing into the spotlight, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform backing millions of businesses down the street and around the globe, businesses like ours, um, go on, try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash her best, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash herbest to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash herbest. Ooh, Zach Dog. Ooh, Zach Dog. Guys, we've talked about Zach Dog. You know we love it. And you know why we love it. Because finding a good doctor and getting in to see them and making sure they take your insurance and all of that stuff can be weirdly impossible. But, but not anymore. Not with ZocDoc. With ZocDoc, the answer can be refreshingly pain-free. Which is what you need, to be honest, if you're looking for a doctor in the first place. You just need to... You just need to get in there. So ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed by real people who take your insurance and are available when you need them. You can read up on the doctors, get verified patient reviews, see what other real humans had to say about their visit so that when you walk into that doctor's office, you're all set up to see someone in your network who gets you. So you go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot, whether you want to see the doctor in person or a telehealth visit. And just like that, you're booked. You're going to find the doctor that's right for you, no matter what it is that you're looking for. Dermatologist, uh, sinus specialist, uh, ear, nose, and throat. Casey and I have used ZocDoc for so many different things. I have never struck out with ZocDoc and the quality of doctors has always been incredible. And on top of it, they take my insurance. I have an appointment. They get me in. Millions of people every month use ZocDoc. We are two of them. And we yeah. highly recommend you guys get on board because in the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is, as we said, pain-free. Go to ZocDoc.com slash doing her best and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you can start your search for a top-rated doctor today. A lot of them are available within 24 hours, which honestly happened when I needed my ear, nose, and throat doctor. I couldn't find one. And then I got ZocDoc and it happened like the next day. That's ZocDoc.com slash doing her best. ZocDoc.com slash doing her best. Um, I feel like we just did an episode of your podcast on our podcast. <laughs> we'll have to have you on. It's really Busy. I have to tell you, I was listening to your podcast and I loved you talking about your Instagram aesthetic post breakup. Oh, like, yeah. cause your, <laughs> did your husband, ex-husband take all your, he took yeah, all your he photos. Was like, yeah. He was like my Instagram husband who <laughs> like also took just like, he's a really good, I mean, he's, he's a director and he take like he takes really great photos like oh, uh, oh okay like it's, you know like so he's got a whole eye for it it's part of uh-huh. his whole thing That's it's so part funny. of his job literally yeah and then once we really started breaking up like yeah my pictures went way downhill <laughs> i like you guys last night wait i'll just tell you this so i just posted some photos i like went to this gala thing last night i loved my look i thought it was so it was like i was like feeling great you know whatever um and I was getting ready at the house before I left and uh, I had the babysitter come try to take some photos. <laughs> and I love this. First of all, she, I mean, she's so amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, 
she's like 26, I would say probably 25 or 26. And she just was like, but she literally was like, I mean, this lighting. No, like it was just like, she just was like, you want portrait mode? Like everything was just like, it was like, she was horrified by all of my choices. And also like, (laughs) then I looked at the picture. She took like 4,000 and I looked at them and I was like, oh yeah, I can't use one of these. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that I am in the market for a photographer to follow me around with an yeah, iPhone have, and just take wait, okay. candid will your photos. Ki- will your me. kids take pics? Like I Fuck was with no. my friend's kids all weekend and they sometimes they would hand the phone to their kid. I'm like, why are we doing this? No, no, no. <laughs> no way. No. They can't they can't way. frame the photo. Like, yeah, I'm sure some kids can take a decent photo, you press a button, but they can't frame it right. It's like all, you know, pa- pavement, say, though, you know. I have to say though, my friend Christine, Chrissy B, Casey. Yeah. Um she, her son, who's now 16 or 17, he That's, has mm. always taken great pictures of her outfits for her. Always. My, son train really, somebody. my son took my first author photo when I was like, a, when, when I was 11, when he was 11 years old oh and it came gosh. out so good. And I said, oh my gosh, this photo is so good. And he said, he told me when he was 11, I think the secret is to um, have your photo taken by someone that you love because then the love shows on your face. And that's what makes it a good photo. (laughs) That's so adorable. Unless I'm mad at you. I mean, but it was it was a good But I think it's that plus um good lighting and composition. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Angles. 100%. And angles. And someone who's like, like Mark was also really good at at like he'd be like, no, faith put your chin down. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. very like to the I point. I need to be directed. Yeah. Yes. He didn't, he didn't waste a lot of time with Go like 4,000 pictures. He would just like take one, look at it and be like, wait, put your chin down and look to the right. He was yeah. like a real, you know, yeah. director. <laughs> yeah. That, that coming from a guy that doesn't have that background is just insulting. Can you imagine if your ex was like, Raina, put your chin down. You'd be like, excuse me. <laughs> no, I, I welcome it. I want it. I need somebody to explain to me what to do yes, with my face. Me too. Um, if somebody, if somebody takes one or two photos and hands you the phone back, they're a serial killer. They've never met a woman before. That's crazy <laughs> for somebody to just be like, boom, got it. We're done. Like, I hate when I'm at like a tourist attraction. Somebody takes like one photo and hands me the phone back. It, I'm like, you don't know how to do anything. But then do sometimes you? they nail it. And you're like, I love the confidence. People are so lucky if they ask me to take a photo for them. Same, I will same. frame the shit out of this. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like the same thing too? Like if somebody oh, God. comes up to one of us and hands us a phone, I'm like, you are so lucky. I'm not yeah. giving it. I'm not doing, I'm, it's going to be perfect. Um, yes. yes, right. We're like, do you want to do something else with your body? You should move a little bit, move around. I mean, we are, when somebody turns the phone horizontal, I'm oh like, my this God. isn't going to I have so many pictures of me going like this. I, I have so <laughs> many pictures of my hand. Like I just was at a wedding. I have so many pictures of we had us handing the phone to some guy or an older person. They always pull it, pull it horizontal. I'm like, we need why. a vertical. We need to fill the space on yeah. Instagram and or wherever. And they, I literally have so many photos <laughs> like you just <laughs> of your hand making a claw out. motion Trying of like to... turning the yeah. So, well, guys, <laughs> I think it's. I think this is your next business is hiring out Instagram husbands. So, okay, I remember 
Rob sending our, our good friend sending me something that there was a business, maybe it went under, but there was an app. <laughs> and I don't remember the name where you, there was like all the, it was like an Uber for photographers, like just booking a photographer in New York because people want this. They need like influencers need somebody to just oh, come smart. take pictures of them on the Brooklyn bridge for the day, you know, whatever. So yeah. I'll look and I'll send it to you guys if it's still around. I love that idea. No, I've never heard of this. This is a great it idea. It was like quickly booking photographers. They all had their rates listed and you could do that and just book them out for an hour, for a day, half day, whatever. I know, but like, what? No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pay someone. <laughs> you just want to pay them in in like an interpersonal relationship. I mean, the truth is Mark still is getting paid essentially from my Instagram. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah we know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, we know what you mean. You're still co So he really should like, he really should figure out how to get over it and take my picture. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. She's kidding. We support it. Anyway, Mark, don't get upset. He does, <laughs> he does still listen to the podcast. Mark, you sound great. He's he really, he really is great. great. And um, and also knows how to look in a picture. I was just realizing as you were talking, when you take a picture of Mark, it also comes out good. So he's That's doing all the things. That's because he's a late-in-life male model. Yeah, and he's doing all the things mentally to himself that he always tells you to do in a photo. He was offended because, you know, so many of their movies got sort of like thwarted because so many, I mean, like uh, they had like literally three movies in 2019, like late 2019 that looked like they were like about to go. And then they all got like, because of the pandemic and he and his writing partner are still like working a ton and whatever. But like, I'm like, why don't we really look into getting you like a late in life male model agency (laughs) to represent you? You could like do some, we're in New York now. You could like walk shows and stuff. And he's like, busy. I'm not going to be a fucking model. And I was like, (laughs) You say that, but it's hard work. It's hard work and you get paid a lot and you love clothes and maybe you could. And he was just like, can you just please stop? This is now I'm I'm getting like actually. I mean, how about those pictures of Jerry Seinfeld looking like a male model? Did you see his? Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was like, Jerry. What? Um, I'm saying I'm telling you guys. It's the it's the other thing that's like totally unfair about men and women. But whatever. Bless. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Oh, my goodness. Um, okay, you guys, we'll let you go. This has we been had super so fun. much fun. Well, yeah. Super fun. fun. Yeah, thanks for coming on and chatting and having a nice talk. Yeah, we're going to follow up, get your address, and give Please. you a nice orgasm. Oh, my so God, we're I really you- want that fucking thing. I'm so we're really we got you. Yeah, we'll send, send you, you. we'll send you some blow gel. Just keep it on hand. Wow. Yeah. Wait, why the blow gel? I don't get it. Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, <laughs> so people just want to know how to like make their blow jobs more enjoyable. This is how you do it. So we have two different flavors of a blow gel. You just squirt like a little drop on a penis. Um, and it just makes the blow job really enjoyable for you and helps you slide up and down on it easier. We have two flavors right now. We have mango and vanilla frosting and we are um, announcing another one very soon. But nice. it's just like a fun, creative way to bring something new into the bedroom and Great. also make blow jobs more enjoyable for people who already enjoy them or don't enjoy them, you know? Wait, can I give you what I think is a million dollar idea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're going to take it though. Blowjob decongestant nasal spray because (laughs) (laughs) um, my nose is always stuffy and then like that's a suffocation Mm. situation and um, God breathe, yeah. Use a little Afrin, babe. It doesn't have to be special for But like why shouldn't you like market like a sexy nasal spray? 
like that maybe so he funny. hands I'm, it to you. A and sexy nasal spray. There's literally never <laughs> been obsessed. such a thing. But I... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's in like a dick shaped spritzer. Yes. I don't know. And it, and it sprays it out the top, like it comes out the top. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, like think, I'm like just saying, I think a lot of women are like, I'm not going to say allergic to blowjobs, but I do know I have compared to blowbia. Yeah. Yeah. Blowbia. And they get like a, like a stuffy nose instantly whenever the subject comes up. So oh, I don't know if it's absolutely. a million dollar idea, but. I give it to you since, you know, you do what you want with it. There's a market for it. People want our, one of our number one episodes of all time was an entire episode on Valentine's day about how to suck dick better. So, yeah. <laughs> um, people there want this. Everybody check out girls got to eat podcast and try to catch them live. Cause it sounds like they'll be coming to your city at some point. I'm going to catch them live. Yeah. Break a break okay. leg at your Apollo show in December. Thank you. Thank you so great. Get so on fun. that mailing list to get the, Sex toys. Yes. Yes. Vibesonly.com. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. 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 I mean, I'm excited to get the vibrator, is all I'm saying. I'm excited for you to get it too. They didn't offer you one. Well, I mean, I, I did think mention they could that. Tell. Yeah, I, think they I did could mention tell. that I have a husband. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh but that doesn't mean that ladies with Husbands don't need vibrators sometimes. Is that your heat going on? Oh my god, yes. You just it's jumped happened. a foot. <laughs> it's happened. It's the it's the great New York heating where wow. the heat goes on to one temperature that you cannot turn no. down. No, never. I put my little plant I put my little house plants outside today to get a little rain. I hope they're yeah. not too cold. I'm gonna I'll bring them in in a second. I like them to have a little fresh air, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. we all need that from time to yeah. time. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Excited for you to get that vibrator. Great. And, great stuff. Um, what are you doing your best at this week? I thought I said it before we did the interview. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but I can't remember what it was. I don't think you did. I did. I was like, I'm just doing my best to, I don't know. Well, I really did work hard at at organizing my closet at the family home, which is like essentially my primary closet. Yeah. Do you guys love that I have a primary and a secondary closet? Come on. Yeah. Obviously. Like your primary and secondary all in at the family home. Right. But then I also have here Casa Kismet closet. Yeah. yeah. Which, by the way, I feel like you store stuff for a lot of other people in those closets, too. Here at Casa Kismet? Yeah. I have a lot of stuff here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it all is. I think Here's the other the... thing that's crazy is that yeah. I realized, because it became winter coat season literally overnight. Right. That... There was a thing that happened when we were moving into the family house that somebody made a decision and it wasn't me, but it just happened. And like a bunch of our coats just went to storage, to a storage unit. Mm. And that's a fucking bummer. Because you need them. I need them. But also, oh my God, I finished the bar. Oh, great. I know. I want to send you a picture. Not the bar exam. The guys. You know I'm not fucking taking the bar. I haven't even graduated from college. 
Um, the 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 bar in your home, the, the bar in my home, and I decided really been struggling because there's you know no money. Like if I had money, I would be doing like forty seven other things to the house, like yeah, just to make it exactly right. But I don't, so I can't. But it really does need a coat closet in the front room because it's just like it needs a coat. You have to have a coat closet. Yeah. I was like, we'll do cute hooks. No, that's like no. literally the dumbest idea I ever had. Yeah. It needs a coat closet. I got to close some fucking doors. So you know what I'm going to take on? You know what my new project is? Are you going to build a closet yourself? No. <laughs> okay. But I am going to customize myself a PAX closet from Ikea. Oh and I've been gosh, watching a bunch best. of tutorials on line of different people who've done it different ways. There's like, you can put crown molding on it. You can like da-da-da-da-dee, da-da-boo, da-da-ba. So, At my house in Connecticut that we had a hacked PAX. You know that the best moment of my life was I know. getting on you Ikea Hackers. Yeah, you talked about so this. I mean, yeah, that's so my you're wish on board. For, that's my wish for you. Is oh, that no, I can't wait. Yeah. You do something so fantastical that you get on Ikea Hackers. I have I think, to really, I got to get it in the space and I yeah. got to look at it and then I have to see like what it is that I want to do because there's a version of me that's kind of feeling like a grass cloth wallpaper vibe. Gorgeous. Yeah. On the wardrobes to make just like this big like sort of grass. But then I'm like, like maybe like a really like, like a color, like a grass cloth in a color. Mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. I don't Maybe know. Maybe like a paintable grass cloth. You can also just get them in a color. Yeah. But you can be very specific with the color if you paint That's it. That's true. That's very true. I need to like do a little investigative reporting. No. I need to yes. go to like a, I need to go to like a wallpaper paint store get some, I need to gather some samples and stuff. gather some samples The I did do, I did do this guys. And I'm just not, I have to be honest. I just have to be honest. I did pay for a person to come and put the Ikea things together for me. I'm not doing it. Okay. All right. Cause I can't do it alone. I don't think. Yeah. And then it's just like, I don't know if it would be worth the labor and time and frustration because right. right. what I really want to do is decorate it you know I want to like of customize course. it and decorate it yeah so I, I'm glad you were able to get it because I know there was like a shortage so I'm glad there was back, a shortage back on the shelves I don't know if they're really back on the shelves I just know that I and actually maybe it's not PAX it might be the other one it might be one of the other ones there was there were like there was a wardrobe that was in stock that was that I could get like two of them and I'm going to put them together so they look like one giant piece. That's Perfect. where the that's where the crown molding on top comes in. Um and someone's going to assemble them for me and then I have to like it's not going to be ready right away cuz I have to like live with it a little bit, see what I feel like see what I feel like it needs to be. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It takes time. You got to you have to, you're crafting a vision. I have to craft a vision. I mean, obviously the handles will be changed out. Sure. Uh, clearly. Yeah. But also I need to figure out if it's, if it's going to be a wallpaper vibe or if I'm going to do paint or I don't know. 
And that for that, like if I do paint, I will just take the, I can take the doors off myself. That's not yeah, that yeah. hard. And then you can do paper inside. I love I a little moment. Every closet for the rest of my life is going to have paper inside. I'm, I don't, you know, no yeah. matter what, no matter what. Because after you do it one time, you just can't have a sad old no. blank closet interior. Um, I just texted you pictures of the bar. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. So That's exciting. You are yeah. doing your best at getting, you know, I know that your cancer and your environment is very important to you. The bar looks great. It looks really good. It looks so good. Um, so I'm glad you're doing that for yourself. And I hope that you'll draw some some energy from that. Just, you know, especially as we're going into winter. Yeah, I just like, I just have a lot of, I just feel like I could use a little bit more help in some ways. And sometimes that's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't feel like I really have the help I need. Right. And I wish I had that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it's weird, like, if I'm just, whatever, why wouldn't I be? It's weird <laughs> to, like, kind of build this house with my ex-husband in a way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because it's, like, not for us, really. Right. But, I mean, it is, but it's not. But it is, kind of. yeah. Yeah. I know, but it's just kind of weird. It's just not the same. It's not the same as, like... I don't know. It's just not the well, same. Well, when you built your house in the past, I'm sure you had visions of like entertaining together, which you did for many years. And your house was like always the place where everybody gathered and Mark would be cooking for people and making drinks and you'd be like the party leader. And now it's like a different thing. It's like, a di I'm sure it's different future visions that you're having for this place. It is. Um, it's just weird. There's just a lot of questions. A lot of questions. You need a, a magic eight ball, maybe. I mean. There's probably an app. I'm sure there is. Tell me <laughs> what you're doing your best at. Um, I started uh, microdosing. Amazing. Um, so I'm just like a couple days in. And um, yeah, mushrooms taking them, seeing what's up. Yesterday, it just made me really, really tired. Today, I'm not so tired. So, yeah. What do you do? Do you take them every day? You take them um, three days on and two days off. And uh, who's, who's telling you this? Tell me. The person that grew the mushrooms. Okay, got it. And put them in capsules. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I think that's fairly typical for any type of, like, microdosing program. Um, and, like, as to, like, the reasons I'm doing it, like, I just think that I could use, like, a creative jolt in my life. And mm -hmm. I think that my past experience with mushrooms has, you know, and it's very limited experience. It's not something that like, you know, that has been like a lifelong journey for me. I just think that it helps me see things more rationally. I think that I tend to 
For a lot of reasons, um, I tend to be really anxious about things, and I don't think that anxiety serves me in any way. It's just not productive, yet I spend so much time. It's like the thing that I'm best at, mm-hmm. being anxious. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little sad for me that I've spent so much time like s- cultivating the skill of being anxious and like gathering so much strength like that's my strongest muscle like my anxiety muscle and it's just like it's time to let it go because like if the shit ever does hit the fan in a situation like I want to be able to handle it and not crumble and um and you know and I I I think I have been okay in tough situations But I also think there have been a lot of things that were challenging that also probably should have been enjoyable that I missed, Mm -hmm. like, the enjoyment part of Mm -hmm. because I was just awash in this anxiety. And so I just want to see if I can change that. And I just want to see if it can make things that are on the tougher side for me a little easier because so far through traditional means, I haven't been able to achieve that. And yeah, yeah, so I'm just looking to see, like, I'm just trying it. And and I think that it's smart to try things if you do them responsibly. And I feel like uh, I'm doing it in a pretty responsible way with a person who's pretty expert and uh, I'll let you know how it goes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it for you. I love it for all of us. I can't wait to hear more. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I can't wait to um to two days on, three days off. Three days on, two days off. Okay, it's like yeah. intermittent fasting almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and this is only day two, so oh. you know. So yeah. I'm just like really, you know, if I had been uh microdosing in Duluth, I would have had a whole different story probably about whatever acceptance speech. I might have like, who knows? Who knows? I might have given like the world's best speech that anyone's ever heard (laughs) instead of whatever the hell I said. Well, you don't know what the one is that you gave. It's true. It's true. And luckily, I don't think anyone recorded it. Oh. Listen, it was fine. It was fine. I didn't even know that I was nominated for an award. So whatever, you know. Well, that you were going to receive one. Yeah. I just, I yeah. I So I was, I, when people say they're unprepared for those things, I truly, truly was 100% unprepared. So I'm going to cut myself a little slack on that. Totally. But um, yeah, so anyway, I'll keep everyone posted on how it's going. And if you've ever done microdosing, I'd be interested to hear. So far, what I got is that yesterday I was sleepy and I feel like my mouth is really dry. So I hope that's something that I get more used to. Oh, that's weird. But it's a good excuse to walk around uh, eating hard candies. Who doesn't love that? Well, I really love hard candies. (laughs) Do you love hard candies? Yeah. What's your favorite kind? Like old lady Jolly vibes? Ranchers. Oh, Jolly Rancher. Did you have the Jolly Rancher sticks when you were a kid? Do you remember those? Yeah, those I do. Were, I did have those. Yes. Those were such a big deal in my middle school. The Jolly Rancher sticks. I love the cinnamon ones. And like you'd break, like it was just like a slab of like Jolly Rancher material, like the size of like a slap bracelet instead of oh, like the so good. rectangular. I didn't know that they had cinnamon i loved cinnamon sticks like from cracker barrel oh okay yeah 
Um, yeah. So I love cinnamon sticks. I also love cinnamon hard candy. Right. Yeah. They had like fiery cinnamon Jolly oh, Rancher so sticks. So good. So good. I mean, they had all the fruit flavors too, but those could really stick your teeth together. Oh my God. So much. Oh my God. Ortho- uh, uh, so I can much feel destroyed it. I can feel it. orthodontia over those years. Um, well, listen, I'm going to go get this massage. Go get your massage and see what that does and for relax you. And, and, and check see if I in. can like chill out. Yeah. Check in later and, and let us know how the massage worked. I mean, maybe it'll be good. Maybe I should also just microdose too. Maybe. <laughs> Is it too late in the day? It's 342. <laughs> How does that work? Can we not? Are we supposed to do it in the morning? I don't know. I don't know. I've been doing it in the morning, but like I might adjust it to you. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what even is morning when you stay up all night with a, a Theragun jammed into your back, you know? I mean, truly, this was my <laughs> night last night. I felt like a crazy person. I was it like, was- I was like in some sort of fugue state. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. With my weird little like, like thing trying to massage my neck. It was oh so weird. And that's why I wanted to bring that the um, infrared like mat. P-E-M-F mat back, but apparently it's right. too heavy for Mark to carry down to the car, my car, to drive <laughs> back to the family home. So you'll get you it know, over there somehow. I get somehow. it. I get it. It's just so hard because it's so heavy and it's a, there's an elevator and then there's a car outside. So it's, you know, that's <gasps> it tough. Is, that's tough. It is heavy, but you're also very strong. So I think you'll, you'll get it over there Yeah, I'm much stronger than Mark, clearly. <laughs> oh! Sorry, she's being salty. Oh, my goodness. Um, Well, we didn't even get to talking about Kim Kardashian having to pay a settlement for... Who's next is my fucking question. Yeah. Who's next? So, guys, in case you missed it, Kim Kardashian had to pay $1.5 million to the FEC. 1.3, I think, was the settlement. Seems like she got off easy. Uh, for not disclosing that she had been paid by those crypto people to try to hawk the crypto stuff. Uh, and it seems like they're going after some people for not disclosing this. Yeah. I mean, I she wonder did... if there's going to be other ones. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, I, the The points that I saw about it are like, you know, people are like, that's nothing to her, that amount of money. But I'm like, it is five times the amount that she was paid for doing the the thing in the first place. Wait, what? Um, How much was she paid? Two fifty, I think. $250,000. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And also whoa, people wait. were like... Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. Yeah. She did that for $250,000? That's what I read. That can't be right. I don't know. So anyway, we'll we'll see uh, if anyone else gets caught up in this. Um, people were also pointing out that like she's an aspiring lawyer, and so you know it's weird to not have realized that you were breaking the law. Maybe you were. She did. I think it did. She did hashtag add whatever post she did. But she I did. Think it, I think so. I think that is also what I read. Oh, okay. but um, I I think that it wasn't it wasn't a strong enough um delineation. And I think you're really not supposed to like promote securities at all. Period. Even if you say it's an ad, I just think you're not supposed to do that. But I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. All I know is that Kim Kardashian had to write a check, 
And I'm wondering if anyone else will have to as well. Because I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion that um, a lot of people were compensated for promoting uh, NFTs and, and other securities. You think? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. Well, guys, here's what I... this That's an I tol- told you so that I'm like <laughs> not bummed about. I really am not bummed that we were proven right about the NFTs and crypto. Told you so. So, yeah. So, you know, even if you're having a rough week, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling exhausted, I guess none of us had to write a check for over a million dollars. Not that I could, but nobody asked me to either. So I feel like that's a win. You know what? It's a great way to look at it, Casey. (laughs) That's the mushrooms talking. Fantastic. Well, I like them (laughs) and I like you and I like you guys. And I'm going to go get a massage and see if I feel better. We love you so much. And we'll talk to you next week. We love you. Oh, no.